and now. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? You already know what it is. This is my boy, Matsy, and I'm looking forward to talking to Matsy and getting to know him a bit better because our story on how we met is so interesting. And this guy, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but this guy is very pivotal on my movement in, like, music. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Here you go. You can embarrass me. Um, yeah, my name is Massey. Most people know me as Comrade Massey online. Um, I'm just a bit of a dickhead troll that just enjoys doing my thing. I don't know. Like, I'm currently in outer space as well. You know, I've been traveling through the galaxy for the last 1500 years. You know, shit's been, it's been deep, man. I've seen a lot. And then I came to Earth and I was like, damn, man, this place is whack, man. Like, this <laughs> so, so, you know, and then. My, my friend reject Damien. Oh, uh, oh. no, I'm kidding. Yeah, young Jack the main hit me up, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, cool." I'm gonna come through and chat, but yeah, uh, been pretty busy of recent because of the COVID nineteen lockdown, and uh, yeah, with without going, you know, without wanting to go too deep into that, I've been working on too like too much shit. And then thinking like how much of this I've got to kind of get through. And I've been, it's been sitting weighing on my mind for what, quite a while, like all the stuff that I've wanted to do with it. Uh, if I wasn't too busy with like boiler room shit and all that, uh, with my day job. Um, and then this came along and then rather greedily and selfishly, you know what I mean? I took the opportunity and just started doing all this, you know, but I just haven't really wanted to post about it too much with everything that's been going on, you know what I mean? There's people in a lot of worse scenarios that are having a shit time of it, you know what I mean? Including a lot of friends of mine, so, you know, mm-hmm. I've been trying to, you know, not seem too gleeful in it, if you know what I mean, but yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep to yourself, you know, nothing wrong with that, you know, make it yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, man. It's like just feeding stuff out whenever I think people are gonna enjoy it, you know what I mean? But just none of this, uh, none of this uh, fucking Instagram story and like, how's your Tuesday, you know what I mean? Next to the pool yeah. and shit, all that, I don't have a pool. But yeah, like, you know, <laughs> just, um. Yeah, like when people are out in the sun, just like, yeah, fuck it, I bet you're in, you're fucking having a miserable time right now. It's like, yeah, nah, I hate that shit, man. Fuck it, I'm yeah. just lucky enough to be in the countryside right now, and it's, it's blessed. So. Yeah, dude, you're just enjoying what you can. You know, you're kicking it. You're, you know, you're aware of what's going on, but you're just like, I got to take my own processing of this. Yeah, I'm just trying not to be in a bubble, you know what I mean? Because it's like... Just because I'm comfortable, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not trying to assume everyone else's, if you know what I mean? And it's just like, right, cool. I, I took it upon myself to be like, I was doing badly before all this, you know what I mean? I was just in a bad place, bad mental health, bad physical health, which is, you know, just cyclical. Uh, and so, like, I've been taking this time. I've been, I've just finished a run. I've been working out rapid. Just try to, you know, just try to feel good. So I was like, right, cool. I'm, I'm of no use to anyone if I don't actually sort my shit out. So that's been important to me. Yeah. I'm like, right, fuck it. I, you know, I figured I could do more. Yeah. And I've got friends, you know, all of my like circle of friends and all that who are doing a lot. I was just like, right, cool. Sitting on so many opportunities right now. And I'm not in a good place. And I'm just watching them go by. You know what I mean? And that, that shit was depressing. So that is depressing. Like, I feel like that yeah, yeah. And now I've started to, to get my act together, basically. I was like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, shit that, you know, <laughs> I know that, man. I know that it's it's a place where you don't want to be because it's like you're aware of what everyone else is doing, but you also have to take care of yourself. 
you know you exactly man for a long time i was just way too worried about you know sorting shit out and being this guy and being there you know so much for my friend and i realized that by letting all that slip by you know i was like neglecting my social life neglecting my you know family like i was just so career driven i was like a mass i still am like you know what i mean i was like it's just stuff i had to go cognitive behavioral therapy for like workaholism basically yeah because it was killing me man it was killing me like seven days a week that's just how it is man it's just fucking how the music shit just never slows down and everyone wants everything to everyone their project is the highest priority it could possibly be because they put the work in forgetting everybody else is doing the same you know what i mean so it's just like yeah it's hard it's really hard like how do you manage that you know you're like i gotta manage me but i have all these people that are counting on me but it's like exactly man and then you slip up and then you just it feels worse and worse and worse because you're on a you're on a you're high you you know you feel like you're on a high but you're on a tightrope you know what i mean and as soon as you fall off it just all collapses and you're just like shit that's why i don't i'm not surprised that a lot of people drop out of this music shit man because so many people it's like there's so many big names that like 10 years ago when i was kind of say starting out on this roughly on this path that i was even before then like there's artists that were big or let's say 10 years ago the boiler room started right Mm-hmm. and three years in is when i joined um so like when that started when i look back on the old archives it's like there were so many people that were doing the most back then and um and then they just kind of you know everything sort of fell apart and they maybe realized that like the scale of the work that went into it and they realized like no nah, i don't want that like i want to just chill with my family and do these kind of things they got a little taste of success and then they were like right so now it's made me really a lot more cautious about like who I put my lot in with and are they really all about it? Cause you know, there's a lot of people that they had so much people's time and energy spent on them. They made a bit of music, maybe it was all right. You know what I mean? And then they just kind of fell off and it's like, right. Okay. But you know, a lot of people, they, they really backed you and everything like that as well. But it was just like, they just went too hard and the candle burned too bright. Done. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to get the longevity on the go so that's what i'm trying to do now you know i'm in the hyperbolic time chamber as you can see you know what i mean I'm, yeah. I'm i've been doing this shit and i'm like right cool i should sort out in fact hold on let, let me switch over i'm gonna go to my happy place right now which is the oh, changing his zoom call you had space right now now he's like uh, yeah like- yeah i'm just i just need to go here this is my happy place the uh the hero ko garden from uh sonic adventure battle 2 Oh, so Sonic's your shit? Like, you love Sonic and shit like that? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of many things. Like, I did a Sonic live stream a while back. Like, I was a big oh. Sonic fan growing up as a kid, and then it went, it all went a bit to shit. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, you know, but I still stick by it. This is one of the best games ever made, and I've wasted fun. countless hours on it even to this day, you know what I mean? It's like, shout out Wise, man. Wise and I are going to do a thing here, you know what I mean? Like, hey, shout out Wise. Why, why is and I going to do a series of three of those uh, 360 live streams, but we're going to do a neutral one, which is in the neutral KO Garden. The, okay. the Or Chow, I don't really know how everyone says that, but the neutral Chow Garden, then there's going to be a, a nice one, which will be like happy, you know, happy beats just like super like happy-go-lucky themed stuff and then that's in this one and then there's an evil child garden as well and that's where it's going to be the dark content oh, you know so I mean? like, cool. he's, gonna, he's gonna go in with all his evil shit at that point yeah. so. damn dude yeah. but to touch on what you said i mean what you're basically saying is you don't want to risk yourself from burnout and what you're talking about is also a lot of these artists yeah they do get a touch of the good income and then once they have it you know, I mean, I don't blame them for taking chill pill because, you know, like everybody's Yeah, gonna... half of them, I don't even know if it was income. They just got the, the, the you know, because yeah. all of them are quite uh, 
underground for want of a better uh, word but they were like they were you know so i don't really know how far they got there it's just like i think that like real life just hit them and they were like i can't do this i can't it was maybe the other way around you know what i mean that they were like right they realize they, they they kind of underestimated the sacrifices that it takes to do that shit that you do you do lose your fucking sanity you're broke most of the time you you know what i mean like the vast majority like such a small percentage it's guessed that because you know as we were discussing earlier I uh, I studied the, that's why I'm like really really into it. I studied uh, my my undergrad like uh, what do you call it dissertation was about copyright in the music industry and in like our culture degree nonsense. Um, then I went on to do music industry as a master's, and I was obsessed with like the 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 trajectories of certain artists and like what causes them to be you know, what's the difference between success and failure? Because so much of it is out with the hands of said artist. You know what I mean? You can be the, the sickest uh, musician possible. You know what I mean? And if the things don't align to get to those real upper echelons, because we studied a lot of popular music. Yeah. Was, um, you know, it's crazy. Like people don't realize the the small amount. It's, it's estimated it was like zero point. So of all the people that work in music mm-hmm. in, in total, I'll need to like, provide links this kind of thing but i remember reading up on it when i was studying for my master's thesis the amount of people who actually make a living out of music who do music let's say they do music in any capacity they do whatever you know they, from people who do mastering services to people who are promoters to people who do you know are, are artists themselves or their music journals things like that the people who make what is considered like an actual living wage off of it that you can survive and call it your your occupation you know what i mean is it's something it's 0.05 percent of all the people who work in it it's it's that low that literally make it as their primary job if you know what i mean everybody else is a is and i don't want to call it amateur you know what i mean because they're doing it it's just they need other forms of it because it's that uh what you call it it's that um saturated you know what i mean because everyone has access to make it and do it only the real shit hot ones are the ones who are making any conceivably decent amount of money off it. But I don't want that to be something that the reason I'm, you know, I always have to qualify it and say like, that's been the case for a long, long time. Only the, the, the methods before or that they would do, you know, A&R for like massive labels and stuff like that. And they would, you know, they'd pick an artist. It was, it was theorized or, you know, it was, uh, what would you call it? It was uh, estimated that, it's, that 90% of the time, they're going to fail. It's like venture capitalism, 90% of the time, because it's such a volatile market and it's so fickle, like who does what, who succeeds. Mm. They can, it's so hard to predict because someone will come along and just blow up from something stupid. You know what I mean? Someone will just make, you know, yeah. some old time road type shit will just blow up and it will be, and, and, and people didn't manage to predict it. So nine out of 10 times, the major labels fail with an artist, like to, to make money out of them. They'll lose money on that artist. So nine one, so the the every tenth artist, let's say your your Rihanna's, your Ed Sheeran's, your Beyonce's, your you know whoever Drake, all these cats make the, all of the other. They make enough that it subsidizes all of the other failures in one go, because they're that. So that that's how big the curve is. You know what I mean? Like how so people find a lot of people find that depressing and demoralizing. I'm like nah, man. I like that it's going back to this day now that. Everyone's because back in it. See, I'm out in the rural settings right now, not just 
but you know i'm 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 probably out in the back of beyonds in aberdeenshire right now and yeah it's uh like out here a lot back in the day this is why i've been doing this stuff about bothy ballads because bothy ballads around here were like a bothy is a small uh house it's a small domicile that's out in the fields where the farmhands would sleep when they're doing heavy work you know they don't have time to be coming home and stuff like that. all the unmarried young men that would work out in the fields they would all sleep together in, in like this dormitory basically that was out there that's a bothy and then there they'd all be singing these tunes you know what i mean and people would come around and you know once a week or whatever some guy would show up with like you know an accordion or whatever and they'd all be singing songs and that was their entertainment real oh, wow. simple rustic life you know what i mean but i think na- and, and even in you know in old olden time say like a hundred years ago it was expected that most people in a before recorded music was such a widely accessible thing so a hundred years plus ago there would be you know everybody in there would be one person in each household that would be expected to know how to play the piano and sing for instance that was a much more common thing you know what i mean because people would be expected to make their own entertainment and it was very fragmented you know you would get some sheet music or whatever and you know they knew these songs or whatever but they'd you know they'd make their own entertainment they have their own local songs and stuff now it's very globalized but that's breaking down again you know what i mean and now there's so many labels so many different things so many people get sad that it's not really going to reach that you know that uh p diddy type heights you know what i mean that it was of just like super excess or you know they look at these artists like corny shit like you two that you know but they made obscene amounts of money and then paul mcginnis the manager for you two's complaining he's like Oh, you know, they're now Bono's not going to be able to buy his fifth limo. You know what I mean? Because you guys are like using, the, you guys are on the Napster, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like they were no, they were proper like all about it. like they were like oh, it's, it's it's a matter of principle. You know what I mean? They were like they should be making. This. I was like, nah, dude. It just shows how fucked up copyright is now because you haven't changed the copyright system yet. Stuff is so easily replicatable now. You know, what I mean? it costs a fractions of a penny to make a new. Uh, you know, to send everything out there, you know, for the electricity costs and the the the, the cost of the uh, network itself, the maintenance. It's like, yeah, it's so negligible that we live in an age where it's like, it's beyond this, you know, this simulacrum. It's like we have this same product that's just given to everybody. You know what I mean? There was always the, the, the this is why I studied a lot in my, in my uh, dissertation, my undergrad thing was like, when I was doing copyright, it was about how, you know, you'd usually get all this shit. Like, you know, when you went into the cinema and it was like, you wouldn't steal a car. (laughs) You wouldn't steal steal a purse. Like you wouldn't steal a car. It's like, nah, dude. But if I could replicate the Ferrari for free effectively and give it to all my mates, of course I fucking would. You know what I mean? Like if I could, if all my friends had that shit or, you know, I could just, it it was that cheap, dude. Why not? It would be unconscionable not to do that for them. You know what I'm saying? Like to deny them it. So we worked in a case of resource scarceness at one point were like owning the vinyl was like, I have to give you this vinyl. Now I can no longer listen to it. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, the copyright law has barely changed with that, even though that's such a huge fundamental change. I mean, the, the best things I can think of is like fair use and stuff like that, that allows these things to be worked on and change stuff. And even then that is such a fine line that you've got all the YouTube fake copyright strikes, all that kind of stuff, you know, people like sniping other folks shit and taking it down. Yeah. which is like it's mad dude it's so we live in such a wild west of all that shit now you know what i mean it's still nowhere close to getting resolved like yeah it's wild so it yeah like basically and that leads me on to crowdsource talking about fair use um 
the crowdsource. I do want to comment on that because it's like, that's my whole career fighting against me sampling and all that stuff. And like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. yeah. But not only that, I think you have a good point because it does bring up like a lot of indie labels now and like they're coming up, you know, they're, they're coming out because they're like, if I can't get signed, I'm going to make my own label and do that. But we'll of talk course, about it. But that's we'll what I mean. But yeah, just, no, no, that's, 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 honestly, I'm so in favor of that because I'm like, you see major labels struggling and how different it is and everything like that now. And they're always looking to these small labels and being like, oh, what can we like pick off of what they've done? And the, it's very vulture like, but there's still, it's weird, dude. So many of my friends, this is what I've been doing a lot of recently, right? Mm-hmm. And with some people it's worked, with some people it hasn't. And I'm not going to name any names for obviously for legal reasons, but they're all artists that you would know. Mm-hmm. And a few of them, like one of them, she, her stuff's based in Germany. So like, you know, it, they've got a very different copyright law and it's super strict. And, and her contract was like one page, you know what I mean? And I was like, right. And it was one page of like 360 effectively, like we own everything. And they just treated her like shit. You know what I mean? Like basically like barely looked after her. She did all the work, all the legwork, everything like that, dude. And I was like, right. With her, I really struggled to help because I was like, right, cool. I just don't have the contacts in Germany to do that kind of stuff. But. Yeah. It's just reminded me I really I should get back to that. Another one of my friends, I'm like, it hasn't come through now. Like, you know, I'm still waiting to hear the word back from the lawyer, but I've got him in touch with like one of the best guys for this who works with majors to try and get them off majors because he's on a major. And they haven't done him no good because they don't, because he's fallen into that trap where it's like he becomes cannon fodder. He's like feeding the, he, he's gotten in the way of these larger artists. I think he's the best, you know what I mean? In my opinion, he's way above what they're doing. But alas, like it's all kind of, there's a lot of this, you know, having this kind of X factor, you know, everything's got to be the sexiest and everything like this kind of thing. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of image stuff to it as well. And like, and him being a little nerd, you know what I mean? They're just like, they just took advantage of that and everything as well. And I, I, I hate that shit, man. I hate it. And it's like, it's just dirty, man. It's like, they just chew people up and spit them out. So that's why I'm like, now people need to be doing everything they can DIY because you can own that stuff. You can make as much as you want out of it. The majors can't touch you, man. If you're making loads of money out of it, they still, it's a massive percentage. I can't remember what it was about 70% still. That's just me quoting out my ass. Like I, I need to find out the exact figure, but now, cause I, you know, this was years ago that I did it. Uh, now the, I'm pretty sure it's still a, it's a very high amount. This, the, of the stuff that charts is still major label. It's like 70% or something like that. And, you know, so it's still way too much. I'm like, but these things are collapsed. It used to be 90 odd percent. You know what I mean? It used to be like yeah. pretty much everything you saw in the charts was run by, you know, it had a major label. Like, you know, yeah. it was uh, BMG or, you know, it was uh, Universal or any of these kind of cats. Like, so that, that would run it, you know what I mean? The big three now, I think, you know, and they would, they, yeah, it's mad. It's mad how much they, they controlled everything. And to a degree, they still do because there's still a lot of stock put in there. And people like, they soon it, they get, in fact, there's another guy who got, who got signed, not to a major, but he got signed to a large agency in the, the US who gave him a 360. He just recently got out of it. In fact, I can tell you about it because he got out of it. What the fuck am I talking about? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's Oshi. Um, Oshi, Oshi, so Oshi was stuck. He was stuck in a shitty record deal that he finally got out of just recently. He's, he's another one. He's another case mm-hmm. you know, that I look at. You know what I mean? I'm so glad for him, man. I'm so glad that he got out of that because, you know, they were just doing him dirty. They were just taking like all of his cash, all of this, this and that, and be like, oh yeah, but you wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for us. I was like, dude, he built himself. You just came yeah. along when he was already famous and was like, right, cool, we'll, we'll look after you. We'll hook you up with this and this and that. And they can do X amount, 
but it's like a lot of time it's not worth it man because you can get there yourself like i'm really glad that a lot of the time that i've you know i never signed off these because there's a few ideas that i had you know pe- like larger interests approached me i was even really like in two minds of, i'm glad that i did now but i was really in two minds about doing crowdsourced the boiler room even and that's where i worked yeah because when i first ever pitched it i was like you know it was very you know and, and in fairness you know what i mean it was like a weird out there idea it was quite hard to explain to them what was going on you know what i mean but like yeah people higher up than me some folk were like oh no that's nerdy as fuck you know what i mean like people don't care about that and then it started doing numbers like in a way that like certain shows didn't it reached a different audience and they were like oh sick you know what i mean and i was like right cool most people believed it but there was just a few obstructions you know what i mean and at that point i was like oh i was seeing what was happening with other shows and all that thankfully this has changed a lot and the trust is there now but at that specific point in time around 2017 like it was a real like weird place and i just didn't really know what i wanted to do with it and then when i did i finally i was spending so much of my own money on it it cost me about 500 pounds per month and 500 have, pounds in america is like what yeah it's like so about six six hundred to you know between 600 700 dollars i think fuck a very current rate of like my own money making it happen you know what i mean and and what, the main reason i actually started doing crowdsource so i wanted to do it with boiler originally it was just a concept that i threw out there in a meeting and i was like yeah whatever and then you know when, it, when i got really disheartened about it you know and fair play you know maybe at the time maybe it wouldn't have worked so you know who's to say i don't know i don't dwell on it but the you know when i actually did do it i like my means for doing it, it just kind of came together of like a synthesis. Cause obviously this is how I met you, you know what I mean? But this is the backstory of crowdsource of how it came about. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is that I had the idea, I had the idea way back in 2015, dude. And, um, what? and I was like, let's do it. But I just didn't have the means to do it. And I wasn't really that good at what I was doing. You know what I mean? I was like, I had a lot to learn. So, you know, fast forward a few years and I could edit shit together that was of a quality that I like. It's still super rough. I like that about it. It's memed up to fuck. Oh but, yeah. It's great. It's, um, yeah, no, that's my favorite thing about it. And I do love the style of it. Hence, I've been reluctant to do like a watered down version of it, if you know what I mean. But uh, also, you know, it's, there's loads of other projects to be working on, but I, I miss it right now. I wish we could do I need to get a hold of the files to finish off the uh, Lax City one and put the Lax City one out there. That's and medicine was, supposed to be, medicine was supposed to be coming on as well. I know. Um, that's crazy. This is so, I'm so gutted about it because medicine... You know he's a safe guy. Like I, re- I met him in 2017, and you know we got on well, and he was a lovely guy. Like he's a great guy. And um, yeah, I was like, dude, you know, if you do this kind of stuff and all that, and he was, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down and all that. And then you know we finally get sorted after like you know several years, and then this comes along, and I'm like, you know, whatever. Like people again, like I don't want to moan about it because some people are so much worse off, you know what I mean? And so, so much people have had their whole like careers cut short because of it. So you know, at the same time, I wanted to moan about it. Yeah, I was like, you know, you kind of have a right to though. Like, think about it. You—that's your project in a way. No, you, of course, yeah, no. But I just mean I just didn't have the right. I just felt like I could. I, this is what I did. I moaned about it on the crowdsource platform to the the people who follow it. You know what I mean? All two of the people that follow it, including yourself. You know, I was just like, yeah. you know, I was just like, oh, you know, I, I posted it there, being like, you know, it sucks. But I was oh. like, on my own social media type shit and all that. I was like, nah, dude. I know people that are like, you know they're having to move house and all this kind of stuff, you know, they're, they're having to go back home and all that because of this. And I was like, you know what, me taking an L like that just for a sec. And it can be rescheduled. The flights are rescheduled. Hopefully it'll happen later this year. If it's like, if everything goes to plan, you know what I mean? But I, know. I, guess it kind of well, I know Grant's going to want to do it. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. He's he's he, that's well. He's this is the thing is like you know we've chatted about it for a long time. In fact, him and I had a really good chat. You know, before we got all the stuff booked up and everything, him him and I had a conversation because he tweeted about being like you know how hard it is to keep on top of all your stuff and all the people you meet while traveling, and you might have a great time with them, but it is fucking difficult. You know what I mean? And I liked that or something, or I I, I sort of you know was like amen to that sort of thing. And he messaged me straight up and he was like, dude, you know, and this was really sweet, man. He was like, you know, you're one of those people, you know, we had a good time and all that. And he's just like, I'm gutted that it's just life makes you so busy. He's making him sound like a fuckboy. No, he's like, he was just like, no, life is, uh, life's that busy for both of us. Like, I was like, nah, dude, you're preaching to the choir here because I have the exact same problem. I'm traveling about a lot with work and everything like that as well. And I meet people and I'm like, dude, these are the safest people, but I just... I really struggle to, um, you know, keep up those relationships, and that's what sucks about it, because it's like there's just not enough time in the day to to to, you know, to be able to maintain all these things and everything as well. So I was like, look, cool, let's do something, you know, that we can like be proud of the result of, you know, I mean, we can we can have a sick time with it, and uh, and plus there's come over and uh, like a main part of the reason was I was like he enjoyed his time across here and he met some people, you know hanging out with my mate sean who's like an absolute donny and uh and what's he, a donny um, what's a donny don. he's like a don like he's a he's a he's a mafiosa don he's a big oh, okay. he's the guy you know what i mean shout out <laughs> sean granham man he's 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 uh he's always about man he's a busy guy like so he you know he he's the one who introduced me to him you know, we had a good time. And I was like, oh, you come back. I was like, you can come chill with Sean. You know what I mean? You can see Wise and all them guys and all that. And he was like, yeah, you should come over for like, he was going to come over for the better part of a week. And, you know, hopefully all that's rescheduled. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Went well off track there. Big up medicine. Oh, you're you're yeah. on track. I just want to yeah. comment that, you know, medicine, funny enough, like has been an influence on me. And it's funny that you have a, like a relationship with him because his sample packs is what got me into making my own Oh, sample. yeah. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Got me inspired because I heard his samples and I was, and I would buy them and I'd just be like, "Damn, I want to do this myself." Because I see this yeah, guy, of course, and he's putting out all these samples, and I'm, I'm just like, "I gotta get into the he, game." He always uses the analogy of cooking, man. This is what I rate. It's like I've just started getting a lot more into cooking, man. I, I used to be shit at it. That's why I was a fat shit. Because you know what I mean. I would be, <laughs> I would be just eating all this madness from from the. Fucking take I was eating takeaways every night because this is how busy I was at one point. It was just I would get home at like eleven every night because I'd be working on side projects after finishing my like day job at Boiler Room. Everything finished proper late, and uh, yeah, I was just living filthy. So when he he posted something and you, this actually kicked my ass into gear as well with it. He was just like, "Oh, I don't know anyone who makes music who also isn't proficient at making food." That I was like, I feel attacked here because that's me. But he was like, yeah, he's he's like making sample packs is sick because you're making the ingredients, like putting your own spices out kind of thing. You know, that was the gist of it. Anyway, what he was saying was application of uh, food creation. The same love for food creation goes into music creation. I mean, he was just like, he's like, yeah, the two are analogous. So I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I, I rate that. You know what I mean? So. I, I was like, right, I need to get my fucking shit together. Maybe that's why my beats are a bit off, you know what I mean? Because I'm not, because I'm, because uh, my, my fucking, you know, my boiled rice is just like, my. I don't boil my rice right. That's why my subs are sounding fucking. But that doesn't even matter, you know, because you're, you're producing. This is what matters. It's you. 
Yeah. No, no, of course, yeah, yeah, but still, that's what I mean. You could, you could go as far as to say, right, like, you know, you could put some fucking horrible sounding garbage out there, some like arse end of SoundCloud bullshit, you know, that just sounds like some real dry ass. And then you have to, you know, it's like if you serve that as a plate to people who have to eat it to fucking survive, you know, who come to your house and be like, they want some food, you know, like, that's the difference, you know what I mean? I'm not forcing anyone to eat my terrible beats. Like Yeah, you're just putting it out there, the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not forced to eat it. It's just on the it's just part of the buffet, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like Pick as you, you know, go. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, I have to be better at eating, you know what I mean? I can't come around the lady friend comes around, you know what I mean? I'm on a date or whatever, you know, she comes around to mine and I'm just like, Yeah, yeah, I'll cook you dinner and I just serve her up the fucking flattest fucking eight oh eights and just you know, <laughs> Undercooked, hey, undercooked fucking lead synths and shit. It's just like, no, fuck that. hey man, I've been learning how to cook. I I joked about this the other day on the podcast, and you probably your bro's a good cook, right? He's a good baker. Like yeah. I've been baking a lot. Yeah. yeah, my brother's a fucking baker. It's funny that you even know that, dude. That's so dude, cool. Dude, I'm 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 big time. Like I've I've been baking like a motherfucker. I've been posting a lot of that shit. I made I just gave bread to my granny today because I'm out like living in the countryside near my grandparents. And, you know, I, I, I made some t-shirt designs and shit like that as well that my sister and I did. She used to be part of a little gang in the, uh, in when she lived near Glasgow back in the day. Her, her gang as kids, you know what I mean? They were called the Cobra Dacoits and she still signs her cards with a little Cobra. Aww. Little Cobra <laughs> at the end of it, you know what I mean? It's like her little insignia. And uh, yeah, my sister and I took that Cobra thing and put it on t-shirts. So I just had her modeling for that today. And then I gave her some, some bread that I made as a reward. Yeah. You know? As, awesome. a, as a little transaction, because you know, we don't use money out here in the country, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't have a, it's bartering system, you know what I mean? So she, yeah, was, she did some modeling for me of her, she modeled her design for me. So, you know, I, I, I gave her some, uh, some home cooked bread, some, some home baking. I mean, very I wholesome. Miss that. I miss bartering because it's a, yeah, it's man. a good thing to learn. And so I kind of want to need to be on RuneScape, you know what I mean? And learn the true <laughs> value. You know what I mean? That's why classic RuneScape came back to teach the kids all about true you know true true economics yeah true pre-capitalist <laughs> economics you know what i'm saying that's, that's capitalism that's, yeah, no no fine just trading you know trading uh goods yeah. straight up for cash no financial instruments and all that kind of shit but yeah but let's get into that story of like a uh, boiler room and you're kind of you're get to know you more because some people don't know matsy does not live in l.a <laughs> I'm like the only person that doesn't live in LA. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's whatever. After hearing all of, uh, of Oshi's stories about it, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, man, I don't know if I would survive out there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, yeah, man, yeah, man it's wild. I suppose there's so much different parts to it, you know what I mean? But the world he was in, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck me, man. I, I don't know if I, I would go mad. So I'm just a simple country. I'm a simple country fellow, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just like, by saying I don't uh, say much about around here, you know, we ain't doing much. I just tended to my chaos. You know, I'm just me and my boy Sonic. We we've been trying to just live, live real simple, live real simple in the eyes of the Lord. So, you know. But yeah, so yeah, that's where probably where it started. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the country, but I've always been like I I, I grew up around here in Aberdeenshire, like so outside. Big up fucking Stad Free, forever you may be. I'm fucking, uh, I'm a Aberdeen lad, cheap shagger by trade. And uh, 
I basically have always just moved into bigger and bigger places and shit like that. And then I was, I have no background in music, no background in anything like this. My family, like half of them worked in oil. Other half of them have worked in like my, my grandparents that I live with near here worked for like decolonialization projects in Africa. So they would like work helping do, so they're very agricultural background, you know what I mean? So they would be helping like get farms ready to, give back to locals and stuff like that so yo so you got a little friend there little little bumblebee i know um, why i was like <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a fucking that's a fat fly them la flies but that's why i said i couldn't survive out here man i'm used to these small oh dude small guys you know what I mean? bad but heavy. before we continue shout out oshi because i ran into him at brownies and lemonade and we parted oh, to sick. Yeah, they be doing that was the best yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Why Man, they've been doing a lot. Brownies Lemonade have been doing crazy stuff right now as well. They, the amount of like you know cash they've been bringing in for causes and everything like that as well. Respect to them, man. I've never really followed them that much. They're too, way too like LA for me. If you know what I mean in terms of like you know I I can't relate. So you yeah. know, but and and their music is a bit more like EDM heavy for my usual tastes. But yeah, uh, like I say, I'm a I'm a I'm a simple country selection boy. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're they're a bit on the harder edge, so. But I, I, I respect them a lot, you know. I think yeah. what they do. Shout out B&L because um, I was there with there was They were like how the boiler room is here. And I knew the photographer, Quinn Quasar. Shout, yeah. shout out. If you're listening to this, bro, I want to interview you. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's my homie. And anyways, yeah, go back to what we were talking about. Because you come from that background of like farming and that agricultural, almost countryside of like where you live you know, where you're yeah, from yeah, yeah. and it kind of, yeah, you, yeah. you know, so yeah, like, yeah. I can't say I've ever been a farmer myself, but I grew up like on a farm, on farm land, if you know what I mean. And I'm familiar with all this and that, but you know what I mean? It's just like my family, that's their roots. And then the other half of them are, are what you call. So out here in, in, in Scotland, it's called you out here in the Northeast of Scotland, in Aberdeenshire, you've got Doric, which is what we've been speaking in this Bothy, you know, I was talking about the Bothies. The uh, they all speak Doric, yeah. So Doric, they're like, um, what's known as I, I'd be what's known as a Chukter. A Chukter okay. is a is a is a country. Well, I can fit like it's Chukters, like fit like a daemon. <laughs> and then there's in the town they live the Toonsers, townies. You know what I mean? And they're like, so, so like half my family comes from that kind of background. You know what I mean? And yeah. they grew up in town, and then the other half, of me, you know. So I spent a lot of time in Aberdeen itself and all that as well. But yeah, like I say, like zero background of music and all that shit. Zero, like none of my family ever did anything remotely close to that. So that's why I feel like I'm part of like major imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? I'm at these like shows and I'm at like music conferences speaking shit. I just chant a while, man. I'm like, I can, I can I make a nice, you know, can wholemeal bread like that. Uh, but it's just, it's the same as music. Like, yeah, can I can, I can cook some stovies, like cook up some oatmeal, can. Yeah. But yeah, they're basically like, that's why it was really weird. So, you know, I went to uni, did all that stuff, started doing promoting and all that and like being around there. I was, I was DJing at a club called Sneaky Pete's, which still exists oh, wow. and is still doing a lot, you know, and, 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 you know, shout out Nick that runs that and everything as well. Cause you know, they've, they've kept it going for a long time and it's like a small independent venue in, in Edinburgh. And it was putting on, that's where like lucky me and all that kind of, those kind of cats were, you know, they were, they were putting on nights in there when they've come through to, Edinburgh and stuff so like a lot of the grassroots Scottish shit was 
you know, they that's sort of place where we go and, you know, like we'd be playing like rusty tunes and all that and like and and Hudmo and, you know, S type, all these kind of guys. Like I was playing their tunes out there. And it felt nice. It felt cool. So, you know, having our own shit going on. And um yeah, and just this very specific style because it was mixed with, you know, with you know, obviously there's the kind of major hip hop roots and everything that they were into as well, but that whole style is mixed in with uh that's why I'm really quite like fiercely proud of like what their contributions to like this kind of whole hip hop sphere is and that, that they took stuff because there's no uh a few people have said it themselves. One of my mates, Taz, who's he was a you know quite active producer a while back, um Taz Buckfaster, named after the tonic wine that's really popular here. Okay. Uh he he basically did an interview about like how he wanted to make grime and he really wanted to be involved in grime. His music was quite grime related and he, and it's the same. I think it'd be the same for Hudmo and Rusty. I'm not sure. Like, you know, I might be imagining things that they maybe said this as well, but I'd never really said they've never worked with Scottish hip hop artists and, you know, and, and there's a scene for it now, but for a long time, like Scottish hip hop was just really cheesy kind of knockoff of like American boom bap hip hop. And it was all there like, I smoke weed every day. That's the only way I got to get paid. Yeah, just chilling in the haze. And it's just like, it was fucking shite, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, all disrespect now, I'm kidding. Just, um, I, I just was, I just thought it was, it was so contrived, man, and stuff like that. And they were like, look, I, they didn't really know any artists they wanted to work with. Now, now there's like some interesting cats, but back then they were like, right, we're not really into anything from here, which is fair play. You know what I mean? It's like, why force it? So either people would rap with an American accent or they would rap with a super forced Scottish accent to just make a gimmick of it. If you know what I mean? So, so yeah. So like, yeah, basically they were saying that because of that, they filled in all the other frequency it was usually reserved. You know how an instrumental usually leave quite a lot of like mid-range frequency for uh, for vocals, you know what I mean? To give it some, you know, just so they can have dynamic vocals in there and it all sounds really nice and everything as well. That's why an instrumental will sound like it has something missing, you know what I mean? Because it's like they have to leave space. Whereas they were like, they didn't really have to do that. They were like, fuck it, let's mix it. Because they listened to like Happy Hardcore, Clubland Extreme, all this yeah. kind of shit that was like heavy, like bammy tunes, just like... I know this fool knows what's up anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, this is it. This is, this is what, this is what it would come to. So they took all the like sounds that were used, all these trance synths and everything like that used to get used in all that shit. You know, those exact same sound palettes and just bang those into like what hip hop was. So it is a nice fusion of like, of, of stuff that was popular in Scotland when I guess they would have been younger, you know what I mean? And, and, and even in my younger days, you know what I mean? And that shit was really popular. Mm-hmm. And now it's, yeah, now it's changed, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, I really rated that. And Sneaky Pete's was like, you know, there was a lot of that. I could play that stuff out there. And people, because in other clubs, people would be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> play yeah. that kind of stuff out, you know what I mean? Until Tonight came along. You know what I mean? And, and, and higher ground and shit like that. Like people did not care about that kind of stuff. Or it was just too like, yeah, it was just too spacey and like strange. Like they just wanted to, at that time, at the time when I started, started there, and this makes me cringe that I was even like, like I look back on the kind of like 2008 to like 2011, 12, let's just say 2008 to 2010 to be less controversial. 
I look on that period, I look back and I fucking cringe. I cringe so hard that like how like it was just all this like bloody beach roots, uh, fucking fake blood, like yeah. all this like really hard electro clash like fucking yeah, just all the music was like Brr, Steve Aoki, and it's just like it was so intense, and I fucking I find it so boring. But people just took it. It was just they just loved going out and taking legal highs to that shit, and it was the it was the era of legal highs. MCAT, drone, all that shit. People would be taking all these drugs. And it was just cringe, man. Like, I just, I look back and I'm like, that was a dark time. There was yeah. good music about it too, don't get me wrong. But like, you know, obviously you had dubstep and all that kicking off. But that stuff wasn't only like laterally quite, got quite popular, like up north anyway, you know, like up where we were. Like at that point, like we were going to listen to some cringe stuff. And it was like, I just, part of me resents that like, that was my like 18 year old kind of years, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, I'm like, but then I also look back on it laughing. and it's funny to talk about, you know what I mean? All the yeah. like horrible parties we were at. We went to a party in, uh, in Aberdeen. I was, I moved to, to, uh, Edinburgh to go uni, but I come back to Aberdeen like every, what, like sometimes even twice a week because I was dating this girl there and it was, I was spending so much money to come back and everything as well. And we went out one night and it was, I just remember the most awful scenario that we went back to an after party do you know jamie jones the uh he's a house well-known house producer house dj like runs hot creation all that shit. yeah jamie jones is like he's a big draw on like a lot of the old boy like in the older boiler mirror like he was like a really big player in that and uh he basically was uh he was playing a night there and he played a good set and all that it was, it was decent you know it's very vest housey you know what i mean just like yeah mate oh yeah let's go uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's very like it's very abisa very like yeah so anyway they played this it was cool though i'd enjoyed the night but everyone was just melted off of legal highs when legal highs were like the thing and everyone's like yeah it's yeah it's great man like they're legal so like yeah it's cool man like i was always a bit about drugs but like if the government says it's cool it's cool you know it's my duty to take them <laughs> um oh, and uh and so like a lot of people would just be super mashed at parties. And then we, we went to this, uh, we went to this after party after Jamie Jones had played. And one of my friends, bless him. I love the guy. He's really sound guy, but like, it was just, again, like this was a dark period. It was a very sad time. And, um, he basically, these guys were promoters and they were doing really well. And, but they'd had Jamie Jones come play. They were the guys that put the night on. Then Jamie Jones came back to this after party. And it honestly still makes me die thinking about it. But uh, the Jamie Jones came through and then everyone's sitting in the living room, obviously like beaked up. They've just been snorting fucking lines and all that. And everyone's just sitting, just being weird as fuck. And then uh, one of our friends comes in and he's like, he, Jamie Jones is coming through and he's like, guys, Jamie Jones is here. He's like, guys, 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 like, let's do it. Get everyone let's get hyped up, you know, for Jamie Jones coming. It was just, he's just coming into a living room full of fucking like low-key drug addicts and then, like he he comes through in the living room he's like yeah he's like let's get jamie jones excited he's just like everybody give, give it up for jamie jones let's clap for jamie jones <laughs> it's so awkward dude jamie jones comes in like hi guys uh yeah nice to see you guys and all that they're just like yeah jamie jones like they're like it called it like it's like making an appearance red carpet appearance at this fucking you know, fucking gacked out after party. And he, um, 
yeah, he basically he left the party like two minutes after that. He was like, that was so intense. He was like, yeah, this is just uh, fucking rakes of drugs in like like posh kids party in Aberdeen. And uh, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I just remember like looking back on that era that like sums it up so well for me that I was just like, it was very, I'm sure shit's like that now, you know, and everything there. But like, I look back on those times, and I'm like, God damn it, man. It was like, I was, I'm as guilty as anyone else. We were all so cringe, man. Even the like style and everything as well. You know, them t-shirts that say like, you know, ten to fifteen, like this and this and this and this. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have like just a lot of t-shirts with like stupid slogans and shit like that on them. You know what I mean? They would just be yeah. like meaningless, like eat, sleep, rave, repeat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like real yeah, corny yeah. shit like that. That even I then was like, it's like that. Uh, the sunglasses with the fucking bars on them. Yeah. You know, like they that Kanye popularized and Calvin Harris and all this shit, dude. That yeah. was a cringe era. So, so basically came up during all that and then that's what most people wanted to hear you know when I, we would play in clubs that's what people expected but i was really into like i really liked about uh 2010 my girlfriend introduced me to like machine drum and shit like that you know what i mean and having him on crowdsource i was like shit man i was like you know that was a huge thing for me because i remember machine drum listening to machine drum and being like this shit is different when i heard all that stuff i was like this shit is mad yeah and uh he yeah, like that kind of shit really opened my eyes to like this different stuff. And, you know, I'd heard Rusty and Hudmo and stuff at this point as well. But I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is big. So I really looked up to a lot of that. And starting out in that place, like the fact that Sneakies is still going now, you know, they're still fighting to stay open because of all this shit going on, the COVID stuff, you know. So, yeah. you know, I respect that they've always been the ones. And all this stuff in Edinburgh, there's all this stuff about Edinburgh Council wanted to like shut loads of clubs down because they were like, you know, it's it's spoiling like for the elderly people that like to come here and just quietly absorb these old buildings, you know. And they and, and you're causing a ruckus. You're causing a ruckus. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they they so they wanted to shut all this shit down, and they fought against it, and they managed to get loads of stuff overturned and everything as well. So that's where I like I started out, and I'm proud that that place still exists and everything as well. All these years later, and it's still like respected. So. uh you know, I started out there, I did, you know, we ran like shitty, shitty club nights, shout out New Fire, one of the first ones that like friends of mine ran and they got taken over and it just became like some like hip hop slash dubstep type thing and it was like whatever, but it started out as a night and this is what I liked about it, this is why it's very like crowdsourcey, you know what I mean, it was like that they, they, the guys who ran it and bless them, it was a sick idea, but in practice it was bad. Because they oh, made a night where it was like the whole point of it was called New Fire because you brought your new fire down. And it was with an NU, you know, so it's like new metal. Oh it's like, my God. <laughs> and it was like, so basically they, uh, so, you know, that night went on. And, you know, after a while, you just kind of get used to the name being what it is and all that. But yeah. they basically, um, they ran that night. And that night was like, you sent in anything, you know, you basically brought your tunes there on a fucking CD, CD before, like there was like even USB decks yeah. uh, you know yeah 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 it was past the ox it was all that shit you know what i mean it was like that but they but it would be you play sets like they would be the residents would like incorporate your tunes into their sets obviously tunes are so fucking varied yeah that, like you know, how are you gonna do and also the mix downs man the mix downs like so much shit that people bring is just not club ready you know what i mean and it yeah. sounds like absolute dog shit yeah. on like big club speakers and stuff like that as well so you know like looking back on it it was with all good intentions it was great but then eventually it just went down the the, the lines of being you know quite like student naive 
type, just you know, playing like all the hip hop classics and all the kind of like, you know, yeah, and like bait dubstep wobblers. You know what I mean? It would always be like fucking like shit yeah. like that. You know that was the, that turned into the vibe. But you know, bless it was a Monday night, and you know whoever, but yeah. all the random Spanish backpackers and uh, you know mm-hmm. drugged up people still going from the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who just like randomly stumbled in there because they were like having a family reunion or something like that. When it was just the crowd that went was so weird, but yeah. and people who like, worked in the bar industry and all that as well, you know, in the, in the later because they would they have like the Mondays off, you know, what I mean, like Mondays and Tuesdays are more common for them to have off if they work weekends. Yeah. So it'd be all those kind of folk that came through to it. And it's like, yeah, so that's that, that's kind of those those communicates. I'm sorry to stop you, but I just wanted to no, point no, of course, it's it's like literally the same thing what these little parties in LA are doing and low end theory, what that is, hypnotosis, yeah. which is what low end theory is. I've never been to LA. I really want to come. Yeah. It's the same culture. It's, it's coming out like right here, what's going on now. And I, I just yeah. want to shout hypnotosis because that's my boy, Dane and Curtis family. Yeah. Um, they're doing the same thing like you're doing right now. And I just wanted to have that association. Back yeah, yeah no for sure it's cool man i love it because i'd love to come across and just see all that for myself i've got guys in la i don't know if my mate gosh is still living there i mean i think she might be home but like um my i've got folk out there that i've wanted to visit obviously for a long long time yeah and uh one of them is my my friend in long beach uh sinai he's yeah. an activist like doing a lot he's been doing a lot for a long long time for like black rights and all that and just a lot of like so he's got a long history of all that and everything as well. I follow him on everything, like everything that's going on right now and everything like he's the guy I look to because I might not be fully educated and everything, you know what I mean? But he has been doing it for source. so long that he's just like, he, he's a great source and I've always just wanted to go out there. Yeah, I've, you know, he comes to London and stuff like that. I hang out with him and stuff and, you know, I love his music, man. You check out Sanai Kenfe, man. He's the man. I'll, I'll send you the links. Yes, but I mean... He, yeah, he's fucking amazing. And he... You know, I've always just wanted to go out and see his world, you know what I mean? Because he raps about it and all that. And I just like been like, fuck it. You know, I, I actually just want to go out to LA, want to go out to Long Beach and like <laughs> just see it with my own eyes, you know what I mean? The stuff because I've built up in my head on how it's going to be, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, right. Same thing here. Like, I want to go to the UK because crowdsource. I want to go to London, you know. Yeah, so- man, you come through to the studio, man, of course. Like, anytime you could get to come through, you know what I mean? You're always welcome. Now, yeah. it's just hard like you know what I mean? it's hard but then i've managed to find like when we were sorting out these flights and stuff and medicine to come over yeah. dude i found flights for 300 quid return 300 pound return so like you know whatever like 400 dollars like that's crazy it's doable yeah, yeah awesome. it's doable man that's what i meant about it it's like you know so if you need a place to stay or whatever man hit me up and i'll we'll yeah. that sort of yeah. so that's like because then um yeah basically uh from there from like uh, edinburgh when i was in edinburgh mm-hmm. uh to go back onto that i moved to to glasgow after that as well because I, I worked like building like a my friends that i made in edinburgh they built a sound system called electrical and That's- uh it's it's basically it was something along the lines of like you know when like they'd be playing like, the music that would get played out on it and stuff was all from that like it was all drum and bass uh all like the sort of dubstep era stuff you know of like dmz and shit and then it eventually became yeah. bro step but yeah. it was that was the kind of stuff all that started out just bass music in general if you know what i mean and i was really all about that at the time and uh then i you know after all that i was like right cool did everything you know with with them and like helped build this thing up and it was it was going well 
doing shows at like all the biggest places in Edinburgh and, and beyond, you know, like doing stuff in the UK. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as that started to blow up, I then, while I was in Edinburgh, finished my uni thing and everything, started dicking about for a year, totally wasted and absolutely wasted a year of my life just mm-hmm. working at a cocktail bar. Met some really sound folk that I'm mm-hmm. so cool with today, but just spent a year doing fuck all because I like finished uni and I was like, right, cool. I don't even remember what I accomplished in that thing. I think that first YouTube channel I made, that's all I really did at that point mm-hmm. in time. And um, did the sound system stuff and all that. And eventually I was like, you know what? I kind of drifted away from all that and into like my own projects. And then I, one night, well, I was just really dissatisfied with everything. I was just kind of having a bad time because I was stuck in a rut, as you do. I've been there five years and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm ready to go. So... Um, I made, that's when I, the night I made, so the reason I started working at Boiler Room, I always have to tell this story, like I got made to recount this story because it's, it's a funny one, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, I've told it a million times, but basically I made this, uh, video, I made this video called Boiler Room Funny Moments. And, you know, you see, have you ever seen people of Boiler Room and stuff like that? Yeah. What that is, this was like the original of those made in really early 2013. So Boiler Room was three years old, not even three years old at that point. But okay. it was about, and it was a thing by this point. And I made a compilation of all the like most cringy moments from Boiler Room with like, uh, what you would call it on top of it, with uh, with all of this like uh, narration on top, you know, like annotations on it. Yeah. And uh, it blew up overnight like i posted it with some groups and some friends you know who were who were sharing stuff shout out chris hannah i love my guy chris hannah carlton doom he's mm-hmm. really the guy that was like a, a catalyst for that and that he started sharing it about to random groups that we were both a part of but i just felt a bit weird sharing yeah. it myself because my confidence was super low and um he shared it about and then it got to the right people and then other people were sharing it like quite well-known folk off of this group of it was a bunch of northern irish lads oh, wow. that ran it and then it went out through them to all the artists they knew and then sprung off from there. So basically that was all like kind of my one late night. I was like chatting with a, a girl that I'd been dating and she was like, you know, she respect to her. Like I, I, you know, I told her about the idea and she thought of so many of the funny bits that were from that and everything like that. I don't want to embarrass her by like naming her or yeah. anything like that, you know, uh, but she she basically like the the format of it her and i just got really really psyched talking about it late at night while i was in i was visiting my family because my family my mom got remarried when i was uh 18 she was single for a long time then she got remarried and they mm. moved across to they lived in houston for seven years so i go to houston a lot and then they moved to luxembourg real brief because he was he was high up in the oil industry and okay. that. And then they moved to luxembourg then they moved to kuala lumpur in malaysia but while they were in luxembourg they um I was just visiting them for a bit and I was like, right, cool. I was just trying to get my shit together. You know what I mean? Dropping off by. And it was really, you know, it was a real privilege to be able to, to go and, you know, have a place to relax. That was just away from like all of the shit, you know what I mean? Cause it was just like a lot of the time, you know, a lot of sort of personal life and all that was going to shit back home. So I went to go visit them cause I'd finished up. I, I was, I was before I went and did my master's basically, this is in 2013. I was like, right, cool. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to gather my shit together and like actually sort of it's kind of what I'm doing now in the furlough time. It's just, I was like, I'm going to gather my shit together, look after myself, uh, you know, take good care and like try and sort the shit out. You know, like again, I had the privilege of doing that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and then when I got sorted out with all that, I remember like I made that video because I was like in a good place at that point. I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to make this video because if I don't do it now, I was like, why has nobody made this? And this is my advice to anybody who has any kind of, you know, they're going to start a project and then they go and they search it on Google and it hasn't been made. Even if it has been made and it's done shit, you could do it better. But really? like, but if it's the, but you know, even more importantly, if it's never been made and you're like, because so many of my friends would be like, oh, that's got to exist already. And then I went and looked it up and it didn't exist. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, damn, man. I was like, this is on the cusp of being made by somebody else. So I was like, fuck it. I could do that. So I did it. And I stayed up like all night for one night and I put together a compilation. And I just, and the way I did it, this is the real inside meat of it is that I, back then you could hard search in the, in YouTube, you could hard search, uh, semicolons mm. so like i would search for like semicolons in every single boiler and video I, that was had quite popular with a lot of comments i would search hard search for semicolons then find all of the timestamps mm-hmm. for like each video you know people being like yo check this bit xyz so you know a few of them i found naturally myself and then loads of them i found through like just generally people were chatting about them obviously people would just spot them from watching it themselves like fans of whatever it was and I would take them and I would just put my own spin on it. Okay. But I spent I spent about one full night doing that, I think, like of work. One one evening of kind of preparing it and then one night of actually editing it. Stayed up in the entire night and then posted it to my friends like at some silly time in the morning. Then it went into that group, then it shot off. And then off the back of that, like it got hundred twenty thousand views in, in a day, like overnight basically, or like over over the day I stayed up and my mom and I went out. Uh, and we were just chilling in town during the day and then she, I was just like oh checking my phone and I was just like my inbox is like fucking piling up <laughs> of like you know people hitting me up about it and all that I was like whoa and then next like you know when I had a nap when I got home woke up from the nap and this is 19 hours after I remember specifically it was 19 hours because you could see you know since it's been uploaded yeah. and I looked at it and then I was like holy shit like people are sending me articles in complex articles in billboard uh, in like what other like platforms you know even pre i think it was pre pigeons and planes and all that kind of stuff but like in every single platform it was on pitchfork all this kind of shit Jeez. and you know and it was like referencing the fact that it was from my youtube channel and all that wow and then you know i was like oh shit i was i wasn't ready for that kind of response so i was just like actually maybe anxious dude i was like what was was it me like how do i follow this up what could i do yeah. So and I was just like, you know, I just didn't want to look at my phone for a while. And then when I finally kind of got back to my phone, I had a Facebook message from Blaze, who's the guy who runs Boiler Room, the CEO. And he was like, oh, comrade. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think the, uh, the, the whole, the, everything you were doing was great. He's like, that video is really funny. But he was like, oh, you know, um, a lot of the artists that were in that, and fair play, you know what I mean? It was like a lot of the artists that are in that video are quite mad. It had Tom York from, you know, from Radiohead. Oh, shit. In it, and Tom York was pissed off because, like, it was slagging him like, fuck, I'm not going to lie. I went in hard on Tom York's set. Oh, fuck. Uh, I was really, really rude about it. Sorry, Tom. Uh, no, nah, fuck you, Tom. Shut up. Um, the, I, I was rude about it because it was, like, a really weird set. And um, then he basically like because of that they were getting pressure off these artists being like fuck this get this taken down kind of thing mm-hmm. and he was like oh do you want to come and do some work with us you know with boiler room and all that and i was like dude that's quite i, I respect that in that like you know can't beat him join them type of thing because the yeah. way that video was going up it was at a time when boiler and videos were lucky to have a million 
that got that much in one day you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it was it was yeah it, it was it was a lot so like that would have actually become a similar size because it was just a video a lot of people like dj fail compilations right it yeah. was effectively a DJ fail compilation and before in a time before people really kind of knew what Boiler Room was and yeah. not saying it would have completely destroyed everything, but it definitely would have been a massive thorn in the side of it if it had stayed up, you know what I mean? Or it would have been like made it a bit of a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I love taking the piss out of ourselves at Boiler Room, if you know what I mean? Like loads of the content that I make personally for Boiler Room, it's like lighthearted and like, you know, it's not the be all and end all, you know what I mean? A lot of artists and, and music people take them too seriously. I've never been like that. I respect it when they are. I respect people who can act and be serious and stuff. Cause yeah. I just can't dude. That's what I meant. I was like, I'm a fucking troll dude. That's all I <laughs> really, that's all I'm used to, you know what I mean? So I just like parody and shit and stuff like that as well and making silly stuff. And uh, yeah. And so basically, and respect the people that can do it, you know what I mean? That can really like be serious about stuff. Cause it's, it is, it is a real skill in its own right. And um, yeah, I just like, you know, like I've just always been trying to like get the escapism of it, if you know what I mean. So basically they said to me, like, they were like, yeah, let's do it. We'll make like a a real Boiler Room series of this and everything like that as well. We'll redo it, but like as an official Boiler Room series. And I was like, ah, no, 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 no. I see how this is going. You can't because like then I'll be, you know, it's not the same. I need to be able to rip the artist wholeheartedly. Like Boiler Room can't do that because you can't slag off the artist that you brought in to do shit you know what i mean yeah. like you can't do that and if you do like i used to make videos uh you know i've still got a few more to do of like classic moments of people being fucking idiots <laughs> behind the, the camera and boiler room and stuff because there's some great ones but it's such a like difficult you know the people that i've done it the people that i, I made or included in them mm-hmm. i was always trying to make it in a way because i i fucking everyone's been there everyone's been like stupid at a party and like you know being doing some foolish stuff, you know what I mean? That ends up looking funny. And they were cool, you know, all the people that are involved in it, they turned out to be sound, you know what I mean? And I was like, right, look, cool. I wanted to make it in a way that wasn't really taking the piss too hard because I was like, right, I want it to be like, we're laughing with them, if you know what I mean, not at them. So I think, and then people would try and redo them like from within the company at the time. People like got real hungry for them because they got loads of views. Obviously people like that, like heart, like heart shit, you know what I mean? They would get, one of them got like 2 million views over a weekend and shit like that. It was mad. So, you know, people tried to redo it. I was like, look, this is a lot of pressure right now to remake these, if you know what I mean. And I was like, right, I was working on ton- tons of other stuff. And I said, please, I beg of you, can I just make these as and when and like not be forced to make these because it's really killing my creativity to like mm-hmm. be forced into making them, if you know what I mean. Like I do, I've still got some to this day that I need to make, but I just got put so far off them because they were, when they tried to force it and get random like freelancers to cut it and stuff like that, they would be so mean to the people with, without the funniness there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying that I was like, you know, the people couldn't do it better than me or anything, but you know, I made sure I like, I put a lot of effort into them to make sure that they were like the stuff I cut out of them. Cause I was like, Oh, that's just a bit mean. One of them was a guy taking a selfie and I ripped him so hard that I never put it out. Because yeah. I actually felt, I was like, this is just fucking bullying the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so everyone that has it's been in out to yeah. me, we became friends, you know what I mean? And I invite them to shows and stuff like that and say like, look, you know, no hard feelings, you know what I mean? You know how it is. Just don't do that again. <laughs> if I invite you to another show, do not fucking do that again because like, you know, do not touch. One guy touched the, one guy touched the turn through tables during Amy Becker's set. And while it was hilarious and she, you know, she was, she was sick about, you know, she really like handled it so well and in a funny way. Like I was like, don't, I never want the idea that anyone else could do that. He made a, like a fool of it at the time and like 
you know, he suffered the slagging for it. And he did say after it, he was like, look, I'll never do that again. He's like, I learned my lesson. But everyone's like, you know, that's the productive ways of dealing with that shit. You know what I mean? Because a lot of other people was like, you know, it could like, I was like, I hope, you know, a lot of people learn from that lesson that aren't him not to fucking touch the turntables when DJs, other DJs are doing it. You know what I mean? Unless you're a good friend of that DJ, reloading it as a compliment. If you're not a good friend of, and and this is not a lot of people got really angry about that incident, but it's happened a lot, dude. It happened with like DJ EZ sets and stuff like that. It happened, it's happened with Nightwave with uh, one of her sets and everything like that. People just really rudely coming along and just like wheeling it up for them. You know what I mean? There was this the infamous Sherelle one and Sherelle set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets wheeled up by one of her friends, Riz Latif. You know what I mean? And it's like obviously people were really upset by that because it's not, it doesn't translate, dude. It doesn't translate. In a lot of this sort of old old school Detroit scene and everything that were like boiler room, uh, you know, they they, they were boiler room fans and would watch it, etc. You, you know, to watch see people like Kevin Saunderson, you know what I mean, and, and Derek Carter and you know Kahand and all these kind of like old Detroit and Chicago heads that were really influential. The the followers of those kind of people who were like they were almost gatekeeping, you know what I mean? So they literally were pretty much gatekeeping and being like, this is how dance music works, obviously, you know, and while that's important, once something gets so big, there's loads of different cultures getting fed in. So in the UK, there's a very big uh, uh, Caribbean culture, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's obviously during like Windrush and everything like that, there was a lot of, the Windrush era was like, basically when a lot of Caribbean migrants came from there to, on the invite of the UK, you know what I mean? The UK was like, we need, we need jobs and service services filled by labor from you know various countries that were considered you know like uh part or at one point were part of like british empire Mm -hmm. and they were like you know like come across and work with us you know we've got lots of jobs in the nhs etc so they all came across but they brought a lot of caribbean flavor to like uk music so you know a lot of that shit is imbued in it and one of those things that comes from you know uh it's very prevalent in like dance hall and all these kind of things was uh to reload a tune Reloading a tune seems quite normal, like to us, if you know what I mean. And in America, that was like frowned upon. And mm-hmm. I remember people cussing that video out, just being like, "That's so disrespectful." But, but the guy thought he was doing something. Like he thought he was. I actually, with that guy, I don't really know what he was doing because he just seemed to have a brain fart. But like with a lot of people, you know, when they pull up somebody's tune, it's like it's seen as a sign of respect. But there's a lot of weird etiquette around it. You know, what I mean, you got to know that person. You got to like have an unspoken thing that you know what i mean you're gonna like wheel that you're gonna stop them playing their tune because it's that good a tune that you want everyone wants to hear it again but the oh whole God. crowd has to agree on that you know what i mean and it is like it's a touchy thing you know, basically the rule is this would be my advice to anyone if, you don't, if you're not sure about pulling a tune up don't fucking do it mm-hmm. but a lot of people are drunk and they don't think of it that way but just don't fucking do it i've seen it done so many times at shows and stuff like that when it was just so unnecessary one person's like, yeah, and then they wheel the tune up and everyone else was like, dude, that just, that was a, that was a vibe. Yeah. yeah, that was a vibe and you just cut it back. You can either add to it or it can detract. And a lot of times, and a lot of times when we'd be listening to drill and stuff like that, we'd be watching like drill artists and they've got a DJ behind them. You know, they would get like pity wheel-ups. What mm. we'd call pity wheel-ups. We would call it a pity wheel-up because it was like, you know, they weren't actually doing that well, but they kind of wanted to save it by giving a reload so that everyone would be like, yay, <laughs> started the tune. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sick. Like their, their bars were so good. They just tore the place down and stuff, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? They'd just be like, mm, 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 mm. not really trying. And the DJ would just do that as like a last resort to try and like get, so that was a pity wheel up, man. It was always fucking yeah. funny. 
yeah, dude. I feel yeah. fair. But anyway, I've I've fucking rambled so much about shit that's not. Dude, like, I, I hope any of this is interesting. Because like, you have to understand, like in America, people don't know about the boiler room culture. They don't. They only watch what's online. So this is like. But yeah, it's not even a boiler room thing though. It's just it is what. Oh, but I guess the difference with boiler room, the, the thing that is different about boiler room was it made the the the, the people were that close to the DJ, like it was a house party that you could yeah. do that. Because the difference yeah. that I always felt when I when I because I've been at shows in America when I was in Houston, I've seen stuff, you yeah. know, in, in we've done shows in Miami, I've been in New York, I've just never been West Coast, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've been a lot of other spots, and I was like, it's a very different culture in that people oh, like yeah. big stage shows. When I see le- brownies and lemonade and stuff like that, that's guys on a stage. That's people out there, you know what I mean? Like they're different people that they've got DJing. Yeah. You know, everyone's everyone's out there on a stage. Mm-hmm. And uh there's a very big gulf between the crowd and the artist. A lot of people will come in the comments and be like, Oh, if I had people this close to me, I would smack them. I need my space when I'm DJing and stuff like that. I would I would slap them up if they were that close to me. If they brushed off me when I was DJing, it'd be game over. KO. You know what I mean? I'm just like, dude, have you ever played at a house party? It's fucking yeah. crowd, you know what I mean? It's like you'll have folks spilling drinks on you and shit like that. Just like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? And shit like that. It's like, dude, if you're an artist that has never played at a house party yet, you're playing massive stage shows and stuff like that. There's a disconnect. You know what I mean? You've yeah. never done these kind of things. So I, to be honest, for all of its faults and everything, because I'll be one of the first people to criticize Boiler Room on things, you know, there's been a lot of times that like things have fucked up and, you mm-hmm. know, there's times that I've been like less proud of stuff and everything like that. But, you know, I've stuck by things and stuff as well, but been like, you know, I've seen the good in things a lot of the time. But like one thing that I am really proud of and I really do like about it is that like, I like that style of party. I hate having the yeah. DJ miles away. There's a lot yeah. of old heads that complain about it and stuff like that as well. I like the energy of everyone being together. And it's being fun. Like that. Some people see it. As, some people see it as venerating the DJ too much that everyone's crowded around them watching this kind of shit. I'm like, nah, dude, having them up on a stage and everyone's watching them like they're a fucking deity. That's <laughs> weird to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're like, they're up there. And it's like, I don't care like if I can't see them because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, back in the day, the DJ would be behind a screen and it would be like blind date. And, you know, they'd, they'd be like, like a fucking game show. You know, they're just playing themselves and the rest of the crowd just dancing and stuff. I'm like, but nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, no, I'm, I'm listening to you. My brother just came in with the groceries. <laughs> yo, this is guys. He's got the baked goods, man. Tell me he's a legend, man. Hey, yo, yo, Andrew, come over here. Come over here. Yo, yo, yeah. meet this man. Meet this man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this I've guy seen knows about your cooking. He knows about your cooking. This, yeah, because I've seen it, man. That's my brother. This, yeah, man, you're a legend, dude. I've seen that, man. That was mouthwatering, that, man. I actually, like, when I, it was just, I saw your stuff when I just started to do baking. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, man. You know, that, yeah. that, that inspired me. I was like, fuck, man, now that I'm on this lockdown, I need to make some of them myself, <laughs> make my... Make my grandma proud, you know what I mean, and, and yeah. start and start baking stuff as well, you know what I mean. So yeah, nice. but back to that. What you're saying, I was just That's like, inspiration, you know, I just man. Came in with with the plug, but uh, yeah. But, yeah. but with that being said, man, now I agree with you with about the intimacy of like you know with that whole. And you're right. You do have a point with America. They they want to glorify. You know, we got the David Guetta and the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's like that. that that's a culture in its own right. Yeah. And then the old culture that people were talking about, Trevor Jackson, who's like a famed UK DJ, he he was like, yeah, we would DJ and we'd DJ and we'd see the crowd to a tiny hole in the wall and we'd be like almost in another room DJing and they would just come to dance. I was like, yeah, but this is at a time when like vinyl was, pre- this is a time before people could just get the music and play it. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people had to own the music to play it back then. 
you can just have the radio on in a club. So it's like, <laughs> you know, lay down the law. Thank you, Matsy. <laughs> That's all right. No problem, man. Um, uh, but yeah, man. No, as you were saying. So, yeah, basically... <laughs> the the situation he was talking about is long gone as well because like if you did that nowadays you know he had a point that like it was cool like that you know it's nice but nowadays if you played that they'd be like is this a fucking spotify playlist you know what i mean like if they didn't see the dj there there would be no means of knowing that there was actually it's, it's a weird tokenistic thing to have like a dj there and show that you're not playing so that they're, they're, they could be faking the set but it doesn't matter it's just like as long as they've got someone there to show that there was somebody there uh, yeah. putting the music together you know what I mean I was like fuck it you know that's strange it's like it's hella strange it's it's a different kind of culture and everything changes man and a lot of people don't they either don't want to appreciate that and don't go with it or they just go too far down one way and it becomes all too like weird and but like yeah. a, a lot of this is like with the live streaming that people are trying to do I don't know where I sit and obviously I do my 360 live streams like yeah. in places like this and like I enjoy doing that because it's just a place to be and stuff like that. But a lot of this, like, there's a huge proliferation of online festivals. I understand why. Yeah. But yeah, dude, because- it's like it's not going to replace the experience of going out and getting melted on whatever and just being with your friends in like a place like that as well. You know what I mean? And just being able to hear, see, feel, and stuff like that. It's just it. It's. Cool. A lot of people are saying like, "Oh, this is how it'll be forever." Now I'm like, "No, it won't, dude." No, it won't. Yeah, not at all, because people, there's an energy that you can only get by being in the place. Well, it's fine that it has to be like that for now. It's all cool, but it's like, you know, people have only got a finite amount of time in the day, because at a club, you could be doing other things you enjoy doing. Having a beverage. Yo, sick yeah. dog. Oh, um, the dog. Yeah. yeah. What's his dog's name? His name's Rolly. <laughs> Rolly's sick. I've got a friend who's got a dog named Rolly as well. He's like the, the just like a brown furred version of that. <laughs> Same dog. I don't know what the breed of dog is, but I apologize about the interruptions. My bad. No, my... not at all, man. It's cool, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just dominating this living room, man. I'm happy expecting my my yeah. mom or my aunt to come through and just uh be like dinner's up. But um the uh the whole situation with that is like, you know, it it's cool to see like all these things happen and stuff like that as well. But there used to be you go to a club, you're doing many different things at once. You weren't just listening to the music. There was a very social element to it, etc. People have only got a finite amount of time in the day to be giving all of their attention to something like this, if you know what I mean. It's like you've got all this background music you could have anyway. There's endless amount of mixes out there. This is again what I'm talking about with saturation and stuff, you know what I mean? There's a huge saturation of online festivals. Whereas it was exciting to go to a specific location to be at a festival. Now, I just don't feel that same excitement with the online one. As much as I like, you know, it's a cool idea, but there's just like already, it's just like people are so uncreative with it that it just became that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Or, you know, and it two of my you... friends did something. Sweet. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was just so gassed about it. No, I know you're gassed. I was just saying, yeah. but it makes you appreciate it. Even in like watching Boiler Rooms, you know, for me, it's like, you know, even before the whole Rona, it makes me be yeah. like, damn, I want to, I want to play a show like that. You yeah, know? I want to be there, dude. We were gonna do a show for our for our uh, label. You know, I was discussing it with the music team. I was like, "Is this all right? Can you keep aside one of the dates for one of our studio shows, and I can use it to like be a label?" Because I wanted to do one in three sixty. I'm gonna do one. We were gonna do Bob on Battlefield from Mario N sixty four, Mario Mario sixty four. Yeah. 
Um, so that's where I think we're going to do our first lot. Either that or at Peach's Castle, but I might just do Peach's Castle myself. I do Peach's Castle. Um, yeah, people. man. This is, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of want to do Peach's Castle, but like those guys voted Bob on Battlefield, and you know what I mean? I, I'm, you got to go with friends. But yeah, they uh, they basically, with that shit, I was like, right, cool. I'm going to put that together and going to do like the show. I wanted the live show so that we could all be there and party together like we do in real life. And I wanted everyone to be able to see all of the people there. But just because like with all of the friends who come through to Crowdsource, et cetera, just with all of us there, everyone who's ever passed through like live to be at Crowdsourced, you know, by yourself, we'll fly you over for it. You know what I'm saying? But that... Yeah. But that, um, but yeah, that energy that we all have together anyway, because we just sit and listen to beats after a crowdsourced. Everyone gets the ox, gets the old timey ox. This is like I was talking about earlier with music, you know, in the old days, like you'd be at the piano, like faithful dog there and everything like that as well. You know what I mean? Next to the fireside, just playing tunes and the whole family singing along. It feels <laughs> like that kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Like we're all just sitting there and it's like, everyone's just like, yeah, let's sing these bothy ballads together. But except it's like except it's like why is making drill or like you know uh fucking elzo doing his thing making his mad yeah you know, fucking super squeaky futuristic punk shit and and i can't think of him plays it man he's a legend letting me go to my first boiler room that was amazing like oh was- dude anytime man i'm gutted that it was a uh a weird warehouse type affair you know what i mean because when yeah. you, you know you got back to me and stuff like that you were like oh you know it's quite intense so i was like yeah, that's it's a very different vibe to the small ones. That's why I was like, I'd love you to come to a smaller one as well. That isn't just like you know, that. That was who, who was that again? That was uh, I forget uh, the names, but it, they didn't have the video up because I'm in the. That video. was Anthony Parasol. I think so. Yeah, was, I think it was. Yeah, because uh, was the first one got cut, and I was there in the beginning, and yeah. me and my homie were there. I just I don't remember. Anthony Parcel was definitely playing that night in LA. Okay, I'm pretty sure. For sure. That, that, but I can't remember all the other rest of the lineup. I need to look it up. It was right. lights, lights down or something like that? It was boiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. I was like, and then, my homie were like, we, we were in the cut of LA and I was like, Oh, I was like, I was like a lot of these folk are, I was like, are these folk going to see these things and stuff like that? Cause a lot of the time when we do bigger events and ones that were like larger things and all that, a lot of the people kind of wouldn't really get the gist of what the original ones were supposed to be like. I wonder if they were just like, who the fuck is this DJ? You know what I mean? Cause they're used to having it be in massive lights behind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, this is this DJ hard style. You know, with like fucking confetti cannons and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how I always imagine it. But then there's like so much small time stuff going on in LA because it's a fucking huge city. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen people going to, you know, I've seen videos from and all that. I've been like, damn, man, that just, that's where I want to be. It's crazy. I don't give a shit about all the large shows because they're, I hate large shows. I've always hated them, dude. I Thank really, you. I love going to Thank festivals. But like, I spend most of my time in a festival catted out with my nut in somebody's tent, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, and then I go out to see like small times. So maybe I'll see one or two big acts, but I just hate them, dude. I just, I, I, I don't, there's no vibe to it. I hate filming yeah. them as well. We do some contracts with them and stuff like that as well. You know, a lot of times they're good festivals, but it's so hard to capture the essence and vibe of a festival on camera. Yeah. It's so hard. It's like they do it at like big festivals in the UK, like Glastonbury and stuff. And there's like cameras flying around and then you see the front row and they're in the front row and the front row just like, yeah. That's that shit. I'm just saying, it's like the same in so many festivals across the world. Like, you know, it's like it's the same thing. There's only a few festivals that are different that I've been to, you know what I mean? Like Nyege Nyege in, uh, in Uganda and 
what was the other one that I really liked as well? Because a lot of the European ones I've gone to been the same. Obviously, Deck Mantle is quite interesting because it's like mm-hmm. kind of weird and quirky, like the way it's set up. Some of them have like different vibes to them. Nege Nege in Uganda though is my favorite. It's mad. It's in like a weird holiday park, and it's like n- there's no massive stages. None of the stages are that big. Yeah. But there's loads of stuff going on, and they play every different kind of music. It's amazing. Like I'd suggest anyone who wants to go to like see all different kinds of music of the most maddest forward-thinking stuff go to Uganda, go to Africa, man. Africa is where it's at right now. Like speaking of Africa, exactly. didn't you meet Kamaru? That's my homie. Yeah, I met Kamaru, dude. He's the yeah. guy. The Kenyan. The there's guy. a Kenyan. The Kenyan boys out there. They they've seen crowdsourced and shit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. when I met Kamaru, I was like, shit, man. It's mad because I met Kamaru right. And then a week later, a week and a half later, I was in Baltimore because uh, I was directing the JPEG Mafia launch, launch stream. Oh, yeah. You told me about Dude, that. I was so proud of that. Like, I love that shit. Like, go watch it. It's like the microphone, the sound guy and all that, like, gave him a microphone that ended up sounding like, well, the comments are like, oh, this sounds like a, like a Mexican kid's headset on COD. <laughs> but it's just like, they're all like, Ray! down it and it's like fucking you just hear the like screaming you know what i mean like fucking madness yeah. it's yeah, like you know i'd get that one like you know play, be playing like Fortnite and shit like that rocket league and just like hearing all this madness uh and then and then you get you know with that shit is like it sounded so weird but yeah you get like the very much the vibe of it and obviously jpeg mafia is a guy who shouts a lot so he like destroys the mic with his voice some super saiyan shit and then yeah. he gets given a new mic part way through it and it's all it's all gravy but like for the first few tracks he's just like it, it, it takes a while to get into it yeah. but it's all great it's all it's great it takes a while to get into it from a yeah, from a from a professional standpoint, it's a bit ropey, and we're all just recording. We had barely any equipment, so we're just recording. I'm leaning off of the balcony whilst like uh, doing the vision mixing, which is like selecting the different cameras. I'm leaning off the balcony, like holding onto this this bit with my arm, and then with the other arm, just like using the camera, and then like with the arm that's like hooked on, just like changing the different shots. But I'm like choosing my shots at the same time. Oh, and there was shit. only there was two of us working on there plus one. Uh, dude, Brandon, who's a fucking legend, he uh, he was doing, he did all the camera stuff. He was taking the f- f- photographs of JPEG Mafia and all the artists. And mm-hmm. then he, and then he was doing the f- camera work at the same time. So he'd put the, the main camera down for a second, take a bunch of photos then jump and grab the camera back again and start shooting again. And I would oh. just run to one of the different cameras during that time. You know, I would just like swap over. So it was super intense. But at that show, Sorry, that was a long roundabout story about me. No, that's cool. I met, I met cool. Kamaru the I met Kamaru the the week beforehand, and then at this crazy show, which was obviously just a massive head fuck trying to do it all, mm-hmm. I met a friend of JPEG Mafia's called Tromac Pineapple. Right, mm. shout out Tromac Pineapple because he's one of the first ever people to, in fact, the first ever submission to crowdsourced. For real? Is wow. him, dude. I'm pretty sure it's him. no, no. It's a guy called Jesse de O, and then there's like. And then he's like third or fourth or something like that. Sorry, yeah, I got it wrong. He's but he's one of the first ever people to submit to crowdsourced. Wow. And it's like I don't know if you know like you know the sample pack inside out. You know all that shit. Yeah. You know like, you I know that shit. shit. There's one that's a little guitar lick, like a cut mm-hmm. up guitar lick. That's traumatic pineapple. And oh, wow. it's like and it's like everyone lo- gravitates to that sample because it's sick. But he <laughs> I met Tromac Pineapple at that show. He played on that bill 
before JPEG Mafia and all that, there was a bunch oh, that was like right. Ghosty and all that. And then he played, yeah, he was one of the warm-up acts for that show. And I met him and he was so sound, man. He was he was a he was a great guy. Wow. And just like all them guys were like very welcoming and shit as well, because they got their own little shit going on. See, everyone's a fucking nerd, man. Yeah. Everyone's a massive weaved up, like yeah, just big nerd. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, it was cool. So I felt really at home there. And um, yeah, it was weird because within the week and a half, I'd met two quite like early influential figures in the uploaders for uh, crowdsource. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy yeah. shit. And because I was going through a time, you know, that last year was hard, man. And just like loads and loads of personal stuff going on. Work was really hard. I was just really like falling out of step with everything. And I was just struggling, man. So, uh, you know, just having a hard time holding it all together. And there was a lot of times I was like, should I just stop doing this? Like, I should really just, I should go back out to the farmland here. I should start farming my KOs in Sonic and just become a Sonic speedrunner. Because, <laughs> uh, because you know i was like maybe this isn't for me and maybe i should just stop crowdsourced and all that kind of stuff you know because it's like it was draining it took a lot to do it and um then i met those guys i met kamaru and i met tromac and um yeah dude it reinvigorated me i was like cool i just been to two parts of the globe like fucking far away from each other and like they're the and then and but i didn't meet the guy because earlier on that year Mm -hmm. i'd been in uh kl so i'd gone back to kuala lumpur after my uh, family had moved away from there so this is my second time visiting there but I was there for work mm-hmm. and uh, I went there and at that festival only like it would have been like meters away from me was a producer called Dahlia I don't know if you know him it's like D-A-A-L-I-A-H I think I, I think I've got it I hope I've got it right yeah. but he he Dahlia he's a he's a producer from there and I met Confucius and a bunch of these other guys who are like really sick artists from right there that I really like. They were like these these like Malaysian cloud rap guys. Wow. They were on stage before all these like later stuff happened. I loved them, dude. I was like, damn man, their tunes are catchy as fuck as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're doing their thing out there. I met all them, and I, but I just didn't meet this guy Dalit. And he's another guy who like knows about crowdsource. He's watched from early like the old Sammy G stuff and all that, like you know, he knew about it and all that as well. So I would have met him. So it would have been like a trio of different people and completely different parts of the globe yeah. that I'd met who like watched it. And I was like, holy shit, man. It never struck home to me until then that like I could ever make anything that people would watch from different places. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. People would give a shit about it because that's, that's cool, man. You know, and I was like, damn, man, I, I got I got to do it for these guys, man. You know, it's yeah. just like shit, man. And you you know, you've always been super supportive. You know, that, that has meant a lot to me. You know, yeah. uh, Big Ezzyland and 240p, you and two, 240p sense that you guys are the top guys <laughs> that are like, you're up, you're ahead, I think, still, but 240p synth, he's gunning. He maybe is ahead of you in that he has like maybe seven different accounts that he, in order to get several different ones, he's dirty, motherfucker. Oh, he plays dirty. <laughs> he plays dirty, man. He has numerous aliases and he puts them in. You so, know like, you know, you know what? I'm still number one because I've been consistent. So exactly, no, 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 dude, it's fair. It's fair. Shout out to Two Forty P Cent because he provided some funny moments. But you, I've, and you give away a lot of the, you know, the stuff that you make, the sounds that you make, and all that as part of it. You know, so you, people even said to me as well, they recognize your name from the the sample packs. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. see that because there's so much of your shit in there. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. the beauty. I lo- that's why I love having the file names with the with the artist's name on it. Yeah, because I think that's cool as hell that you remember the artist's name before you even remember the name of the 
the sample that it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's it's important. It's like branding. Yeah, of course, dude. That's why I want people to be able to put into that and know that if it's their own original sample and it's not. I'm all for people putting in memes and you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. different silly stuff and actual samples from things and stuff. But you know, because fair use, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. Like you know, if we're gonna transform it and make something of it, but I don't want to put that stuff out in sample packs because that's not fair. And yeah. also, like you know, I don't. Want, I, I I'd hate to think anyone was robbing anyone else's music. That's why I leave a disclaimer in the thing for the sample pack, saying you know if this is yours or anything like that. You know, I'll take it out immediately. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And all that shit. I've got no. It's never happened yet, but I have no qualms with that at all. Yeah. And um, and yeah. So they basically, you know, but I trust everyone. I trust people to do it. It's small time enough. I have to think about these things. If we grow it further and manage to like do more with it. Like, yeah. you know, I will be a bit more stringent about making sure that things are right. You know, I did even check them by putting th- certain things, you know, by ranking them against each other, using batch scripts and stuff to see if, like, the waveforms matched other things from samples, if you know what I mean, from splice and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, went as deep as to do things like that and try. didn't really work that well, but, you know, the same way. I would Shazam a lot of the samples as well, ones that, like, had long melodies and stuff. I would leave them just running through Shazam to see if any of them actually had been bumped from a tune, you know, because it doesn't need that long to, to, to locate the tune that it's from. Mm, okay. So I was like, I'm just going to leave them playing, you know, when on, the, on the automatic thing on Shazam, you can do it on the desktop. I just left them all playing and like the ones that I had there, none of them showed up. So I was like, yeah. cool. They're obviously like, you Putting know. that work. That's good that you do no, that. No, definitely, man. I put it in because I was so paranoid about it. Like, I just don't want to step on anyone's toes with it ever. I just... You know, I'm glad that people, for a long time, that was what was holding me back and even promoting it more was I was like, oh, what, you know, what if something happens? What if somebody sent something in and I didn't realize that the reference was like shitty, if you know what I mean? You know, before we've sent something, but there's a lot of edgelords out there and shit like that. And while I'm not averse to all that, it's cool because you're just cutting little bits out of whatever, you know what I mean? Like I will, if there was more people sending in, everyone right now I'm cool with, you know what I mean? But if there's more people, I don't want to like send in some Jeffrey Epstein fucking nonsense. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, right, cool. You know, the people will troll. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big time troll. So I know when other people are like up to, you know, if I can see an opportunity to troll something, I'll do it. But yeah, you know, that gave me an opportunity to work with Kilohertz. And that was really cool. That's sick, man. That was That's the because it was That's like, then I was like, how do you guys know who I am? And they were just like, oh, well, uh, I see your name around. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like tripping out. They're like, this is a reversed air FX2. You're that guy. Like, <laughs> they were just, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it gets that like, deep sometimes. I was just like, damn, you know? And even with Vince by Fence, he's been on the show too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was yeah the, like, that was the most recent one, right? Yeah, that was the, yeah, the, yeah. the one I posted this morning. And yeah, yeah, he found me and I still find people talking to me. And when they talk to me, it's I'm like, wow, I, I'm with you. I was at a dark time myself. Like you know my history and all yeah, that. Yeah, of course. About it. And yeah, of course. It just it gave me hope to be like, every time I I was watch, I'm like, oh, let's see, if they're gonna use my sample. And other times, some artists, it's not that they don't want to use your sample. It's just they'll just how they flow is different, and I don't get mad about that. You know, because mm. I'm just like, oh, okay, they're just doing a different flow. So cool. Yeah, that's the fun of it. Also, there's nothing saying, one thing I had to realize as well was nothing saying these samples can't be used elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they do that with it, but it's like, that's what I'm saying to people. I'm like, chuck your stuff in, but like, obviously, if it's that crucial to you, don't worry about it. But if it's something that you just like bits of tunes that you've already made or whatever, chuck them in, man. Yeah. No harm to see what anyone else does with it. You know what I mean? Also, these tunes aren't going anywhere. 
what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because they're made from everyone else. We can't release them like that. We can't because too many people have contributed to one tune. It's a yeah. fucking legal nightmare to actually put it out there and get everyone on it and, you know what I mean, do all that kind of stuff. It's just oh, so yeah. long. Just way a bit easier to put some shit out for free and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And it's cool. And, like, a lot of the time, they'll flip a sample in a totally different way from, like, what it was originally intended for, etc. So you couldn't even tell that they were from the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they'll warp it so heavy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, some people are really good at it. That's, like, Igloo Ghost and all these kind of cats would just, like, totally Ghost, make it. Like, Sam G, fucking yeah. Osh. Like, Sam G on the first thing just made like a whole new genre, like in one go, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? It was like the first thing that ever got done on the official crowdsource because there's four yeah. episodes of like unofficial before that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, they were, say- Oh, yeah, I need to tell you. No, no, we're talking about all these things. I'm, I'm in the yeah. I'm in the zone with it. I should tell you about some of the other stuff that I want to kind of spin off of crowdsource. That's like, I don't yeah. even consider crowdsource big enough to spin things off of because I work on other series like Gasworks at Boiler and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that racks in millions now. Yeah, so it's like you know, crowdsource is small fry by comparison, but the community is 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 sick. So you know that's why I'm like cool meeting all those guys in the different locations. Maybe we want to do it. And there's <laughs> another thing; it won't be a direct spin off of crowdsource, but I do want to do it on my like Truth Hurts page. Is uh, a thing that my friend and I shout out to Harry Lackemeyer, who's a legend, who is a guy that I used to work with at Boiler, and now he's doing his own thing. And he's, he's a fucking genius, this guy. He was like real early days. He was working for, Bo- uh, for uh, Google when he was like 19. All this yeah. madness. He's like a proper like child prodigy. And then like, you know, nowadays he's working on some maddest stuff. So him and I, he brought me into the world of machine learning. He teaches me a lot about machine learning. I don't know if you know much about like GANs. Oh, I know. And, uh, yeah. and RNNs and stuff. You know what I mean? Like he and he and all these other different types of like thing. But we've been u- using RNN, real quite primitive stuff. Now we're using fast AI and trying that out. But basically, like, these are uh, machine learning stuff that, like, we were taking and using it to build uh, fake um, artist profiles. <laughs> so we were, we were scraping heaps of stuff off of Discogs. Discogs just give away all their data for free anyway. They're legends. But we were scraping loads of stuff off of SoundCloud and everything as well. You know these, like, long-winded artist bios? Yeah. And uh, I did one with the Boiler Room comments as well. It's fairly nonsense. <laughs> because a lot of it was like, yeah, you saw that stuff. That was like, that stuff was, it's a lot of it's nonsense because a lot of the people, the English isn't their first language. So it's really broken, you know, and it's, it, we're finding it. So it's getting better and better. And I want to release that for the 10th birthday stuff this year. But the, uh, the other stuff that we're working on, which is more like under wraps type shit, is we've been using machine learning to create fake bios, fake artist bios. And then I want to get Mornite. Who's fuck? It's his birthday today. Shout oh, happy out, birthday, Mornite! Roberts. Happy birthday, Mornite! You know, birthday, happy Mornite. birthday, Adam. Yeah, you legend, man. He he is the beast of like he's as much as he's like the most amazing musician in his own right, and most, like you know he's one of my top producers of all time. Hence, it's really nice to have him on the label and stuff. He is like basically like he's so good at his session musician stuff. He can make anything, you know. So I did that Sonic the Hedgehog stream, you know, in 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 360, and I was like, I was sitting with him, and I was like, oh, all these remixes of Green Hill Zone are so shit. Like I found drum and bass remixes of Green Hill Zone because it's been remixed that many times that you knew it was going to exist, mm-hmm. but they were all really fucking whack. So I was like, can you make me like a semi decent, uh, you know, thing? Because we were just sitting fucking around making tunes, you know, doing yeah. little cipher type shit, and I was just like, you know if you're in the mood to right now, do you fancy flipping that 
Sonic the Hedgehog thing and I'll use it and I'll credit you at the start, you know what I mean? Because I was like, I'm going to put, I put so much of my friends tuned in, into those sets as much as possible anyway. Yeah. I, you know, I like having that connection. But that I was like, cool, you know, if you do that, I'll credit you with the theme of it and stuff as well. And I was like, and uh, he, in five minutes, he made it, you know what I mean? He's such a beast. So oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, he's he's just like he can make anything so quick. When he did his first unofficial crowdsourced, he was on his own and he made ten beats, all of which were like totally unique. Totally like he's still one of the best crowdsourced things ever, and it's like not on bothering, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I really need to finish editing that because it's been up for years now, but it's like I just I've always never had the time to redo it. So mm-hmm. basically I uh wanted him to be the one to head up this project and for him to be like the in-house resident i could do it with different people like crowdsourced but i think his skills are so high that he could take any of these fake bios that we make so there's gonna be a fake bio and off of that fake bio is also going to be made using their name and such is going to be made a totally random resident advisor style review pitchfork whatever you want to you know it's going to be a review of their music of a track of theirs Mm-hmm. And it it will be fucking nonsense because it comes out with all this shit. It'll be like, oh, you know, they're a techno musician from 1921 <laughs> that you know is is makes like speed polka and like shit. Like, you know, what I mean, it'll just it'll make up anything. It just like regurgitates nonsense. We're like refining it until it actually makes sense. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, Harry put together all the stuff to do that. So like, credit to him, man. He's like him and I really wanted to, and we gave it the title. He calls it cloud sourced because we do it. Like, you know, we do it like it's from the cloud basically. So he, that's the working title he calls it, but the real title that I do want to call it because it's, it's, it's catchy. It's got that fucking zing yeah. is um, ghost producer. Oh. So basically I want more night to be the ghost producer who like makes ghost producers for people that don't exist. So this would just be totally AI manufactured artists and he'll just have to like create everything. But I, there's a few other producers, you know, that are of his caliber. Yeah. That can like bang stuff out like that of any genre or whatever. Give yeah. him like a whole splice library to do that with. That's you know awesome. what I mean? And maybe I'll ask like, cause I, I, splice was supposed to be working with crowdsource, right? Oh yeah. Like, you told me through, that. Cause that was supposed to be with medicine. Yeah. yeah. So basically we, we, I, I was really excited about it. And then all this shit came along. So again, like another kick in the teeth kind of thing with all that you know, mm-hmm. but setbacks, but whatever. And then um, now I'm thinking like, you know, if I could maybe hit up Splice, it would be cool to do that with him because that would be a really good use of Splice's library to just make yeah. any of this type of music, you know what I mean? Seriously. And he could just be like... Especially medicine, like, oh my God, like that guy... Oh yeah, no, medicine could do it. No, I was thinking medicine for crowdsource to do that one, but medicine for this as well, dude, for the ghost producer thing as well. He'd be a legend at it as well, man. Like there's a very select few producers who I think are of that, like, Caliber, yeah. yeah, like to do that, and and Mornite's definitely one of them. Happy birthday, man! I hope you happy birthday, Mornite. But just yeah. to change the conversation, because you said label, yeah, yeah. What, oh what yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about all that as well. There's tons of even other stuff that I would have talked. I've I've skipped over so much of the <laughs> life story stuff and everything as well, because a lot of it, I'm not gonna lie, like fuck, I don't want to bore people with those holiday photo level details. It's okay. um, yeah, but the label stuff is something that, because this goes way back to when I was talking about the sound system stuff. I originally yeah. came up with the name for Truth Hearts in like 2013, I think, mm-hmm. around the same time as that video. And I was like, cool. I wanted to make a spin-off label from our sound system and all that. We're like, yeah, yeah, cool. But the focus wasn't really on that at the time. There wasn't really many artists that we had in amongst our 
like our sort of crew of friends who were like of a really decent caliber of producer a lot of people made beats but they just weren't that serious about it at the time and i sucked everyone sucked bar like one or two and it wasn't really enough to build something around if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh so at that time i created the truth hurts like thing and i was just like you know what i'm gonna just use this as a page of my own and i've even got evidence of it 2013 is when i created this like secret group for it and we yep. wanted to do uh, uh, the original thing that Truth Hurts was created for was to be a label and then like a spin off of our sound system, like, you know, a subsidiary. And uh, it never really got, that never really came to fruition. Cause, and also, I was at uni and all this kind of shit as well, you know what I mean? And then, and, and fuck around and do my own thing. And then, so I just made it into a page. And then off of that page, I started uh, doing a show with friends of mine and we would drive about in a car. And this is before like carpool fucking karaoke with James Corden. I don't know if you've seen that trash. Seen trash. Right. I hate the original crowd source intro sequence was supposed to have uh, James Corden getting beaten up instead of Channing. <laughs> it was going to be James Corden like getting jumped and then a, a camera crew like uh, listening to, you know, with a boom mic recording yeah. it. And one of the sounds would have just been him. Like one of the kick drums would have been him getting booted in the stomach. Because I hate that guy, man. Most unfunny guy. That, and uh yeah you know hate is a strong word yeah but i fucking die when he comes on the tv i hate it. it's one of britain's worst exports man and yeah. um and uh yeah he basically like before all of that we had a show that was and shout out to my my mate floyd she's just built her youtube channel flowban uh, sorry youtube channel twitch She's just made a Twitch, and yeah, she's on a Twitch and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Her, uh, my mate Johnny and I started a little project where we wanted to, like, I, I had a, remember when SoundCloud groups were a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a SoundCloud group that got gifted to me. By, so I was a moderator on it because I used to, like, post to it and stuff. This guy randomly made me a moderate, moderator. What the hell was his name again? Was it Jazzy Spoon? No. Damn, man, I need to look this up. I feel guilty that I can't remember the guy's name now. But he he's still admin of that group. Or no, it's gone now. So, oh, fuck, I'll never find him again. He's in oh, my no. favorite somewhere. He's in my favorite somewhere. He's in, in, I've got, you know, I liked his tunes back in the day. And he made a group and it had the most wanky name. It was called Inspired Electronic. <laughs> and, um, and I, but obviously I'm just putting, you know, you're throwing your tunes about everywhere. You're just spunking your tunes all over the shop and you're like, <laughs> You know, when you're when you're when you started out as a producer type thing, I would just like slap my tunes into the most irrelevant groups. And this was that one, it's so vague, inspired electronic. So it would get loads of submissions a day. He made me a moderator. And then he kind of forgot about it. And the submissions were all piling up. You know, obviously he got bored of it because a lot of it's very quite like, you know, samey and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of fucking ambient, dude. A lot of people just like make ambient when they don't know what else to make. And um <laughs> and there was so much trash going into it that we were like, and then occasionally we'd find gems. And one night I was just sitting like doing these different, uh, you know, like going through these things, moderating it. And we'd listen to them and we were just having a laugh with it. Sometimes we'd be like, Ooh, that's a fucking tune. Other times we'd be like, like I'm who not sure. told, yeah. I was like, who gave this person a copy of fucking Ableton or whatever? You know what I mean? I was like, they didn't know <laughs> but, but what we did was we made it into a car show. So instead, we'd have that SoundCloud group and we'd have like three people in the back, which might be me or might be Floyd or it might be, you know, like it'd be one of us would be in the back. And I've still got one episode of it's never been released and I want to release it one day. You know what yeah. I mean? As like a hark back to it and everything as well. Yeah, like and a hallmark. 
Yeah. Yeah. As like, just show people what we were on at that time. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is kind of what Truth Hurts became. So Truth Hurts, our label now that's becoming a label was like, it's where I piloted crowdsourced on that because I didn't want to do it in Boiler Room at the time, you know, or I, or I just couldn't. And before that was this concept. So before I even started working at, or doing anything with Boiler Room, even freelance, like I was making this, this thing with my friends, this like these episodic thing. It was hard to edit because we drove around for two hours every time and listened to a bunch of stuff and I would just cut, cut out a kind of best, oh, excuse me, cut out a best of, uh, cut out the low end of that mic, man. Who would burger and shit. But um, the, the, yeah, the, basically it was good fun and we'd drive around the local area of, it was always in Scotland because that's where we were living at the time. But we'd drive around in Glasgow, to Dumfries, did another one, uh, I, wait, what was it? one in Edinburgh as well. And just like, drove around the local areas of uh, the different artists that were with us. Mm. Well, they weren't just artists. They were like uh, uh, music journalists. They were producers, promoters. One of them was my mate, Lisa. She took us out in her Subaru. Impre- she had a Subaru Impreza 22B, mad rare Subaru. Wow. She took us out in that. And she's driving us about. And she's, she was the head of PR at Sub Club, which is a famous club in Glasgow. And so, you know, it was different people. I, d- I didn't want to just have artists on it because I was like, you know, it's kind of whatever, man. They're always in the spotlight. I just wanted music people in general who knew enough about music that they could rate these tunes and have something to say about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be too. Some of them were more technically adept than others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least they could be like, oh, this is a vibe. This is trash. And um, yeah, their stuff. So they basically like, we drive about and do all that. And then we it was fun because like, you know, we would keep it anonymous as well. We keep it so that if the tune, if we like the tune, we would give the, the name would be at the bottom of the tune and we'd link to it in the description. Okay. If we didn't, they, I can, I can link you these as well, actually. Yeah. Link you know, these would still exist. Yeah. Like they barely any views and stuff. Cause we never really got anywhere with them. We were going to try and do all these different things. Then boiler room came and just took over my life. And I just completely like had to just shelf all that stuff. And I have so much respect for now that she's got her Twitch channel. Amanda, like helping me with that, you know, she dropped everything to come help me and Johnny as well. You know what I mean? But wow. now that Amanda's got a, a Twitch channel, I do everything I can to support that channel, man, because like she I was really there on. for me. I gotta huh? hop on. I gotta hop on and support. And yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, it's twitch twitch.tv slash flowband, but the. Oh. So she does like gaming streams and stuff like that as well and DJs and stuff like that. But she mm. had, you know, she had some real shitty like troubles in her life in recent. Is this unstable, the connection or is it all right? Yeah, it got unstable for a second. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, she is, you know, she went through some real bad shit in her life and everything like that as well. You know, like had someone close to her pass away. Hmm. And uh, she really then like started getting out there, you know what I mean? And doing more and stuff, obviously going through a kind of a, a difficult period, as you, as you'll know, you know what I mean? Like went through a difficult period of bereavement and hmm. then um, she really did something with her, with it, you know what I mean? And like, basically she made this channel now and it's like a lot of it is just like place where they can relax and, you know, talk about this and that and everyone in there is quite, you know, it's a place for like introverts and all that. We all, like, everyone goes there and just like, you know, awesome. catch shit and enjoys it. So like I try and help her with that because she would, without any like, no nothing, because obviously we didn't have any money to like pay anyone or anything like that. Even now it's like hard when, you know, everyone's perennially like broke. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, we just do it for a laugh. And she was like, cool, I'll bring this kit from the place that she worked. 
she worked at like a production house she's like yeah i'll bring like some lav mics and shit like that you know what i mean like radio mics and we'll like drive around and do this we had a bunch of gopros so we'd all put our gopros together and like use that in the car and stuff and i like i loved it because like it would be that anonymous like if we really hated a tune we would just bin it and we would say nothing more about it we never mentioned the artist because artists can get better yeah. like there's no use in like just like tarnishing it and like making it we'd always be you know at the end there was even a disclaimer at the start of the show that's like this is just our fucking subjective opinions so you know what i'm saying don't like you know we're going to be honest about what we think about the tunes because it said that in the group there was a disclaimer if you submit you know we're gonna feature them in this show yeah so like you know basically be aware of that but at the same time like if we didn't like it it was just it wasn't fair to like drag people for it you know what i mean so yeah it was like tunes could i listen back to my old tunes i'm like what the fuck was like that's another show i want to do that's another show i want to do as a spin-off to crowdsourced Mm -hmm. or just like in that same ecosystem is a show and because i've discussed it with so many producers i know your first beats everyone's first whatever the oldest project they have is you know your oldest uh, I'll gladly send those. <laughs> that's people. what I'm saying, but it's not even a set. Like it would be to have them to sit there, you know, like a, this is your life. Like so, uh, you know, your first uh, endeavors. You know, tell us about those. And you know, there they'll be like, yeah, I was making beats on the iPad, Garage Band. This is what sounded. <laughs> and it was like they, you know, a lot of people was, and some people made some stuff that was painfully sick. Like yeah. Mornite and, and, and Sam G, their old stuff that they first ever made was actually really good. So it's yeah. a bit like, it's mind-blowing like that, but it's just cool scenes. So they play something old and we listen to that because I was doing a kind of mock of it on, on, on just a live stream on that Truth Hurts thing. I just push it out there just for a laugh because it's yeah. quiet and you know I could put it out there and maybe a few people might respond and give feedback, but it was only, it's only a thousand and a half, maybe closer to 2,000 uh, followers. So you know, it's, not, it's nothing crazy. So, um, they basically, uh, you know, when I, when I put that stuff out, I was like, fuck, I'm going to do this and have it. So we play new tunes from them as well. Mm -hmm. So they play the old stuff. Then we show the new tunes to have the, the progression and show the like span of it, you know, because they start obviously play the like stuff that they're so embarrassed that they even made back then. And even the styles that were at the time, because a lot of people start out, they're like, oh yeah, I just used to make like EDM. And then, you know, now I make like light jazz and it's you know so it's very uh very different it's very telling of the time you know to see what they were making back then yeah. as well it's a good yeah, idea I, I used to start i made gabber when i first started dude hey. when i was like 16 i know i made gabber just purely because i was like oh i'll squareize this kick drum and then like oh, i'll put four of them in like i was like sick i'm a gabber producer now this is sick you know i'd listen to like neophyte and evil activities and anger fist and shit like that back then i made a complexro like porter robinson it's kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that what you started out with? Yeah, that's what I started making. Yeah, 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 man. I'm sure, man, because that stuff was... You can kind of hear it's still relevant in my new music. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, these things yeah. don't, you know, I mean, you can... Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's nice to grow up and add the different flavors in, you know, as you do. I'm using a big me- medicine metaphor here, but, you know, put the flavors in the pot, you know what I mean? And just, yeah. like, because it, you know, that gives you that flair, you know what I mean? Because if not, a lot of people just, they start out and then they like completely reinvent themselves because they're embarrassed of what they used to make. I'm like, nah, dude. I, I want people to not be as embarrassed of what they made back then, knowing that anyone can improve. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's the journey. It's like, like I always said, and then with your journey with the label, so like, what are the future endeavors with that? Like, what do you want to get out of it? With so yeah, doing? this is where it comes to now. So we did the crowdsource stuff. Obviously, crowdsource got a little traction. 
and you know people were talking about it and stuff i saw a few people like posting about it and stuff and then in boiler room you know they were like mm, nice show concept you've got there like hmm. mind if we take it and i was like well yeah because i'm spent i told you how much i was spending on it a month mm-hmm. i was like well at this point i'm like well at least that frees up more money for me to spend on other projects now you know what i mean yeah. and like try and put other folk on but i have to so the label, so this is all tied in, right? And the reason that Wise is going to be the first person to do an album, he's a busy fucking man. Oh, he is. Knows. Obviously, it's hard. He's got an album coming out. Uh, I didn't know that. Working on. Yeah, he's been working on it for quite a long time, and it's super high quality. He's 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 singing hooks. You know, oh, he's sick. like he's rapping. It's all super like high, very UK vibe on it. It's very like up to date. It's like his Wise's old style, but like in a sort of 20, 2020 oh. context. And he he. Obviously, he's super busy, and obviously, we could start doing it with other people. But I'm holding off until he's ready to do what you know, give him the space to work on his album and stuff, and do that stuff with his own imprint theorem. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, when he's ready, I'll uh, I'll get all that shit sorted and have it in place because we've done it. Our artwork's getting done up already by Kami Camo, who's a fucking amazing producer in his own right. If you haven't heard him. He's, oh, I, I met him through, he, yeah, he, yeah, Kami Camo used to come to Crowdsource and I felt really bad because I would be so busy that, you know, I meet a load of new people and stuff as well, but I would just be so like all over the shop, stressed out, mm-hmm. you know, try to hold it down, you know what I mean? But I'd just be like, yo, yo, yeah, cool, nice to meet you, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, right, cool, I've got to run and do this, but I'll be back in a sec and then by the time it's all over, you know, but they were all chilling together and that, that I was cool as long as they were all having a good time. But you know when you host a party or whatever and you're trying to run about, I'm trying to do all the techie shit and all that as well. It's hard, yeah, it's the same thing. So uh, with like even added stress on top of that, it's hard. So basically, Kami Kamu had been there and I'd met him like several times by this point. And, uh, you know, I messaged him being like, yo, you live in London when I heard when he did a uh, flip of sicko mode. Oh, it's so good. Man. He was like, and he, like better than the original for me by a long way. And he, and I was like, dude, you're in London. Like, let's link up. And he was like, yeah, I know you, bro. I know you. <laughs> like, I think he was like, when I messaged him, you know, why is this like, dude, I introed you to him. Like, what are you talking about? We all know Kami Camel. And I was like, hey. but he's, he's an amazing <laughs> illustrator. So he's doing our artwork. Cause I wanted to do it with Mason London. And uh, yeah. my mate, Joe, who was the ex uh, lead designer for Boiler Room. And he does stuff for, you know, Wiley. He's doing stuff for Bob Marley's estate right now. He's doing all this mad stuff. You know, he works with Stone's Throw. He did Kiefer's album, Damn. all this mad stuff. So he, but he's super busy and also he's already, while it'd be cool to get the stuff posted on his account, for, you know, if you wanted the clout and the views and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I love that guy anyway and he's a friend and like, you know, regardless, like as much as I'd love to work with him, he's got his own stuff going on. He's that busy that I messaged him recently and said, oh, you know, I've gone with somebody else. I have nothing, you know, no disrespect in the slightest because he's, he's, yeah, nothing personal because he's amazing. It was just that I wanted to put someone young on who's starting out and get them with this because there's so much talent in the crew of people that are putting out anyway i was like you know it needs one of our own uh crowdsourced uh f- group of like friends who would come to it i was like yeah. i want it to be all in the family like that if you know what i mean as well and he was like nah i showed him comic camel stuff and he was like dude this guy is a sick he's like i can't even illustrate it like that that's what he was saying he's like he's got his own style he was like i can't do his style and that comic book because the stuff is all, all the label right Oh, so the way Kami Camo's done it, it starts off with Wises. And wait, hold on, I've, let me, sh- sh- this is very primitive, but like, <gasps> I know what I could do. Yeah. Get them as the background. Yeah, do it as the background. That's dope. Yeah, of course, hold on. Right. 
some of your illustrations too and like i saw some concept art of it yeah wait where did because i got sent it by uh um yeah you sent it to me but it's sent to the like truth or it's you can show me you can show me later you don't have to be on the interview no no yeah it's cool it's cool i've got it here i can i can do it while i'm like still talking but basically these all link together these different uh backgrounds and um the the different album artwork sorry they're 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 so eat the first one is and i've explained it to you before but the first one is um is wise and he's chilling outside. so all of them link together in a certain way that they're like it's like a, a imagine like avengers or something like that because they're all like comic book geeks and shit as well yeah. all of our group of friends and uh you know they like anime and all this kind of stuff so <laughs> I, say, I say it as if it's so it's like totally perverted that fucking no, it's like yeah, um, anime. <laughs> it's amazing um yeah basically we wanted it all to link together so the idea of it is like each one of their panel, like the last panel kind of like follows on from the one before where possible. And each of them is like uh, relevant to this whole overarching story, which is everyone like getting a signal of the label logo. And then they all rock up at the end of it. So every, like after every fifth release, we're going to do like a compilation featuring like not just them, but whoever make it like a larger one, but that would be like a free thing or whatever of club edits. You know what I mean? So it's not, yeah putting out stuff for free but like you know the remix type stuff or the b b material that we didn't really want to do anything else with but it's still worth hearing yeah but you know didn't make it to the full stuff we'll put out that and then the that fifth one will be all of the artists together including a more of our friends all bursting into the club kind of like a where's wally type situation like they're all there and it'll be like you know like whatever dj's on there and stuff like that just like (laughs) whack pow (laughs) You know what I mean? Of them just like fucking shite DJs just getting uppercutted off of the decks. <laughs> and then uh, and then like, you know, Wise grabbing the mic and all that shit. You know what I mean? And we're like, right, cool. That's going to be the one. And and each one of these has it sort of right. That's me downloaded it now. Um, it's very on brand with what your values are too, which is kind of awesome. Like, it's very oh, yeah, for sure. Because cool, we were like, right, let's just do something different, man. Because I'm, I'm paying for it all out of my own pocket. Yeah. You know, with money that I to but this is what i like about it is like re-appropriating the money that i've made to bother into projects that aren't that's what i was saying to you earlier is like i really like uh that having a space that isn't just living underneath in the shadow of bothering because as much as you know i'm proud of like a lot of the stuff that i've done there and everything like that it's like you know and and i've managed to put a lot of hey, support it's support. sick yeah that's so the, like, can i can i change the yeah so basically they it's the original ratio yeah that illustration's tight yeah that's only like a small preview of it damn (laughs) so cool yeah so basically this one is of uh wise smoking a zoot yeah and then he he basically gets the signal here on the phone Mm-hmm. and he then like stubs the zoot and pockets it again then runs down and then you see more knight's car coming in in the last frame <laughs> and then uh, awesome. more knight's driving at e86 bmw and uh you know we all we all chatted about it we're like what do we want to feature in the different things and what should be in the background so you know wise is one i'll have i'm gonna add a few more bits in the background and stuff you know with like shop names and stuff that are all pertinent to the artists themselves but they all link together in this string and like that's what I really like about it. So those are the versions of it that are going to be printed on t-shirts. 
So that's why that's, uh, you know, that's why that's black and white right now because we want it to be screen printable. Because my sister has set up a little screen printing setup and everything and teaching me how to do it, teaching me how to fish. So, well, you know, I want to definitely buy it if you make some. I'll definitely Dude, I'll just send you one, man. It's cool. Oh, like, you know, I'll this series, like, I'll send you that for sure. And we're going to put them out for sale and stuff as well. But I want to give out more than just the, it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, it's like, I want to give out more than just the music. You know, I want to just be like, a, a, you know, like, I want it to be like a whole thing, a whole movement. A whole you know? movement. But it's like, you know, they, that shit is, is funny because, you know, I like doing all these things as well. I like, I'd rather sell the t-shirt and the music comes with it. You know what I mean? And me make the t-shirts by hand and stuff, but we're going to color that in eventually for the album artwork. That's so, you know, awesome. that's yet to be decided how that's going to be, but there's one in the next one of, uh, more night is done and all that kind of shit as well. And now he's working on the new ones. A little link to a picture of that. So the yeah, viewers sure. are saying on Spotify. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Can definitely. I'll send you the, I'll just forward you the email with those in them. So they've got sure. the like full quality things, yeah, but that's, dope. um, that's why I'm excited about it. So there's supposed to be the order. It's kind of roughly in right now. I mean, I hope, hopefully it'll be all done by the end of summer. Like yeah. that's when I'd like to have it all set by. And obviously like everyone's got their own projects going on. So I don't want to rush them. Yeah. And I also want to make it too. We were going to like split the profits of it 50, 50. And now I'm thinking like, you know, we need to discuss all this, but I would like to maybe do it. So it's like, I want to give them more money. Cause it's just coming out of my money to make it. It's just a pet project. And I really appreciate the fact that they're going to put the, the timing with it and give me, you know, to, to put it all together, uh, yeah. uh, you know, give me the hard earned work so that I can make something out of it and I can make these 360 streams and we can all work together with it because, you know, I might not be the best producer and I don't really want to try and promote myself out there like that, but I can definitely make a lot of shit. Like we can make music videos with the green screen stuff and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, I've got, I've got skills that we can use outside of that, that, you know, we all, we all can work together. I think we can make someone that's, bigger than the sum of our parts and i just don't want to be too fucking cheesy about it but you know it's nice having those guys together when i when i wanted to do the stuff with the science system i just go make a label i just didn't really have that infrastructure there and in the same way now that like through crowdsource and all that now that it's years later this is like better part of 10 years down the line you know what i mean it's like now i'm like back then it would have just crashed and burned at some point because we'd have run out of material now we've got way too much material there's like 10 people I want to release. So first it'd be Wise, then More Night is going to do one. Then it'll be Emma V or Parkinson White, depending on who finishes first. Parkinson shout Parkinson White from Aberdeen. He's a, he's a boy who lives not too far away from here. Right. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, we made good friends with him playing online, playing games online and shit. And he's a fucking legend. So Parkinson White going to be one of the next ones to release or Emma V, depending on who finishes first. But Emma V, has a, she's been super busy. Yeah. Parkinson White's doing a course, a, a programming course. MFV's just been putting out so much stuff that she's got like commitments from years ago of stuff that she's putting out. So, you know, I don't like, again, I really don't want to pressure them, but I'm just too excited and I don't want to like bug them with my excitement about it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I mean, but it's like, I really, you know, it's funny. So, like, with what, because the whole reason, so, oh, sorry, before I, the, the last artist is going to be, oh, Digital Mozart, I can't shout out Digi enough as well. Digital Mozart, fucking like. Yeah, yeah, dude. Digi, so Digi's one of the first people I ever, when we went to do the label, we're like, yeah. And he's got so much stuff there. He, he's a fussy bastard, I'll say that much. He never wants to, like, he's so critical of his own shit, but it's so high level. You know what yeah. I mean? That when he, when I first met him, I was like, dude, I'm a huge fan of his, man. He's one of my, definitely in my top five artists of all time. 
In fact, I just say my top five. I'm just cheesy as fuck. I'm just a. I cheat, man. People to ask me who's your favorite top artists of all time. They're all people that we're releasing, dude. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just not like, I'm that much of a fucking cornball that I'm just like, right, cool. I'll just, uh, you know, I'll, I'm like, cool. Who's your favorite artist? I'm like, well, you know, Wise, More Night, you know, Sammy. I'm G. the same way though. Yeah. You know. Uri as well, shout out Uri because Uri's gonna, you know, been been chatting to her and everything as well. She's like, yeah, I want to do something down the line, and so it would be. So we've got five planned now. Now the another person who's down to do it that's like currently just sorting his shit out uh, label wise and stuff is uh, uh, Romdeful. Oh, Romdeful's gonna so be. So Rom's on? gonna do it. Sammy G's down, man. Damn. Sammy G's gonna do it, but he's on XL, so you know, obviously, he's gonna have to be a, a Mr. S. Charles. Wink, wink. Yeah. Or, you know, he's gonna have to do one of his wink, wink aliases, but yeah, yeah he'll he's got tons of shit. So yeah, it's just got to all be in the family like that, man. It's cool. That's why I like want because we can make loads of fun stuff around it, and they know I'm gonna do that. They know that I have shit up my sleeve for it. The very minimum is gonna be these 360 live streams. So we're gonna do it each one for a different game. But I've already been working on Rom's one, even though it's that way far down the line. We're gonna do his in a uh, Delfino Plaza from Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, but different there's going to be uh sam g wanted to do ssx tricky um who else was wanted to do different like if i uh, sent you a label a demo it, my would be jet set radio future because i love that game dude well that's what digi's doing digi's already got that one but bags digi's yeah. doing jet set radio uh, future that's his that's his favorite game dude that's my and i remember dude it's sick man well you guys are both aligned on that because I, I fucking love it as well Jet Set Radio Future I've got Jet Set for Dreamcast as well I've just been looking at my old games consoles man that's something I should tell you about you as well mm-hmm. is uh, without wanting it to be like a fucking like sob story or anything like that because it's not you know I, I, I uh, so my mom was single for a lot of my like growing up and you know respect she really like came through for that with that and uh, but at the same time you know like at this, the times obviously she's bringing up two kids and stuff so money's like hard yeah. So she, you know, she gave us plenty, but there was times that I was like, you know, I want to get PS2 and all that. And she's just like, mm-hmm. nah. And then now I feel guilty for even asking, you know, but at the, same, at the time, you know, obviously you want the new shit because everything's coming out and everything's got that. But instead, because yeah. I would, because I didn't get that, I would go and I would buy consoles. This is why I'm a massive like retro game nerd. And I watch a lot of stuff about it. Is mm-hmm. uh, I used to buy, I'd go to car boot sales, like, you know, your jumble sales, like yeah. junk sale type yard sale shit. And I would buy uh, like three consoles for ten pounds, and you know it was it was so I, I started amassing loads of old consoles. People were like chucking them; like, people would give me them. So I've got twenty six consoles, including handheld. So maybe about like twenty one consoles and and five handhelds, I think, so including fake consoles as well. But like, okay. know, like Geo, I've got fucking uh, Atari twenty six hundred, Amstrad GX four thousand like obscure consoles and I've kept all those because like one day it's like cool I want to like just make like a little museum of it or whatever you know what I mean and like yeah all that shit together but I I have grown up playing loads of these games so if I wasn't in the music industry I want to be in the gaming industry and maybe one day I'll make that change you know but yeah. having those 360 live streams is the perfect crossover for me yeah so, yeah, yeah it's amazing so I'm gonna do hopefully I mean I get need to get to work on it tonight but since I've got all the characters already rigged up and stuff I'm gonna do another Sonic the Hedgehog one yeah, uh, I've got loads of my old drum and bass vinyl here. Hey. So I was like, at least with that, I can uh, put together a set of old drum and bass vinyl. I can play that, and I can uh, 
Yeah, basically, like, do one with a world that I've already made because I want to keep the ball rolling, but I won't have yeah. time to make the Mario ones before I, like, get back to work and stuff. Yeah. I follow, you know, we'll see how it goes. But with the label stuff, yeah, that's that's the future plans with it. So with the label, you know, that, that ghost producer show, all this sort of stuff, I all want it to, I want to plug everything shamelessly on everything else. That's why I'm plugging yeah. it all now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, that's what I was saying. That's why I was plug everything everywhere. And the reason I really want to do it is like, again, without like sounding too fucking, I don't know, there's a lot of interviews and a lot of like music because trust me, with Boiler and we do so many interviews with people where they say the same thing. Music is a universal language. It really like, uh, you know, speaks, I really want to create a creative space where everyone can, uh, you know, uh, just come and be creative and just express themselves. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like the same shit every time. But I really want to make something that like is like its own fucking Marvel universe. You know what I mean? And it's like, because there's a lot of stupid lore behind the shit that we've made. And the, the, the reason that I started with Crowdsourced that I never touched on fully was because I had it as an idea in the back of my head, but before that was even born, I just wanted to do something with Wise because I remember Wise posting saying that like, you know, he was like, he was like, oh, don't mind me like pushing my kits and all my like beats and stuff, you know, like least, my least beats. Don't mind me like hammering all those at the minute. Sorry for the spam basically, because I can't remember what happened if you made redundant or something like that, whatever. But I like, he was, he was hard up for money anyway, as, as all these things are, you know as we would and then I, I realized and i found out after chatting to him late night you know wise has got a daughter yeah uh and you know a lot of people didn't realize that and i didn't know that and then when i found that out i was like shit man like he as a person like i was saying before who's like hasn't really had much involvement from the dad in their life i was like dude the fact that you've like you you had a daughter in a situation that you you know you maybe weren't ready for but you stepped up yeah. And I was like that. I was I was really impressed with that man. And you know, I still to this day I'm like, you know, I wanted to do that because I wanted to like it wasn't that's not why Crowdsource came about. Crowdsource was just kind of a spin off of that and it like it was cool to like get his face out of there because he's mad talented, but uh you know, let people see the full repertoire of his skills and not just making beats or not just rapping, you know what I mean, or not yeah. or him being a host and being a funny guy because he's funny as fuck. And um he he uh, i got chatting to him and i was like oh bro like i'll I'll send you some money you know what i mean are you hard up because i just got i'd at work i'd just gone up in pay like i just got a pay rise and i'd gone from like living and being like on the verge of debt constantly you know what i mean and in and out of debt to like finally having like a few hundred pounds every month that i could do something with if you know what i mean or like spend i was like cool i don't really have any other outgoings i was like i should really do something productive with this so one yeah. time i was like right i was just like that month i was like yo i've got a little bit extra money so if you need something like let me send you it you know, at least I did something all right with it. And he was like, nah, being wise, being, you know, as he is, he's like a hardworking guy. And he was like, you know, I, uh, he was like, I can't just take money off you, dude. I'm not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, fair place. Yeah, 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 I'm not, no. You know, I didn't mean to like, affect, I didn't want to make out like it was a charity case or anything like that. I just know how it is. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you just like try to put, and it was the fact that he had a daughter again, like I was like, I'm super impressed, man. So, you know. The, I was like, I admire you. So if I can like, think of it as like a patron, Patreon type thing, you know what I mean? I just like to like support you. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, I do. So he's like, let's do something. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you tutorials or whatever, like do some private one-to-one tuition or something like that. Cause you know, I'd send him beats and he was mad encouraging about it. He was always just like, you know, he's like, these are good man. He's like, I don't know what you want me to do with them. Cause like, he's like, they're already good. I was like, no, 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 don't be, 
there's just they're missing something and you yeah i just want you to help me with my mix downs and stuff like that so uh and he was he was like yeah yeah cool let's do that and i was like right cool i'll give you this money and you know maybe one night of the month you come to the studio where i am like the boiler room studio and we'll just like make beats together and i'll you know i'll give you money to do that because you know that would be cool I, I would enjoy that a lot and also it should be good to pick your brain and stuff like that but you know i wouldn't want to just waste your time over nothing because i didn't know him at this point you know i just admired him and um he was like yeah let's do it so we did it and then you know or we, we didn't even get around to it but that was the agreement was that we were going to do that and yeah. then i hit him up and he was like I was just like, yo, I've actually had this idea for ages and you seem like the sort of person that would be up for doing this because like, you're pretty open to like fun ideas and shit. Yeah. I was like, why don't we just get people to send the stuff in and like, you'll just make beats off of it and you can just do that. Like, you know, and I'll just continue to suck at beats. And, um, and he was like, yeah, let's go for it. So we did it. And then a bunch of people sent in and like he posted it out there and people were into it. And it ended up, the first episode was so good. Still to this day, I can look back on it and like it's super budget as fuck. It's one camera angle and it's him just rambling for ages and stuff. But it's like, it's good, man. People liked it. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, well, we've got something here. This is fun. So we yeah, kept doing it until it wound up on bothering. But that's how it came about, man. It was actually like, originally it just was off the back of a vehicle to be like a way for me to like spend my excess money in a way that could like help support Wise because... You know, I saw how fucking hard he works and stuff like that as well. And I was like, dude, you know, that's what I said about it earlier, man. The music industry is not predicated on who actually is working the hardest and doing the most and stuff like that. There's so much random chance. They say work really, really hard, but I don't ever want to lie to people and be like, you know, that's the be all and end all because it's not. Because some people can grind for their whole career and not get the recognition. But then you forget that a lot of famous people... If that's your goal to become famous, a lot of famous, a lot of artists and the most like respected uh, creators of any generation, it was more so because the internet and all these kind of communication methods and recorded music didn't even exist. But like in hundreds of years gone by, like a lot of the people who are most famous, even close to recent times, a lot of people become dis- are discovered long after they die, like posthumously. They're like they become. So posthumous like sales of records and stuff just make them big, but they they never see their own success. Yeah. But that's the sad truth of it, man. And like at the same time, I was like, I cannot. That that is not going to be the case of Wise. He's one of the only people that I think in the world that isn't that. And the other people that we work with, like More Night and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. you know, I was like, they. With most people, I'm like, you know, that's cool, man. Keep it up. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. But with them, I'm like, failure is not an option yeah i mean for them it's like cool that's why i want to do it all together so that we can have the platform to just like no man gets left behind no soldier on the battlefield let's go 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 damn that yeah that's pretty raw dude like i know wise has always been hard working but like to hear that that was you were doing it for the homie is like all what i'm for about i'm just like you know how i am oh dude it was in the same way i was just like you know what i was like cool in, in a selfish way as well, you know, because it's not all like altruistic in a selfish way. I was like, cool, these are, you know, I want to get better at these things and like, here's someone I look up to and I want my music to sound more crisp like his, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I was getting something out of it. It wasn't like just that, you know, I didn't want to give them the money, but at the same time, you know, I I knew I was like, cool, well, you know, maybe if I help him out in some way as well, then we can do something together, you know, because I was like, cool, if he's hard up right now, then, 
you know, when it does, when there is some success to it, it was like, you know I mean? I, I'd at least like to say that I was like, I helped him in some way, but to be honest, he doesn't need me. He can do everything himself. You know what I mean? Like he's got the ability to go super far. It's just that he's been dealt some shitty cards in his time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's had, he's had a rough time of it. So like, you know, it's not a matter of if with him, it's when. Like, yeah. Definitely. When. Yeah, it's when. Yeah. And I'm, I respect that he's got the longevity to keep at it because, like I said very much earlier on in this podcast, I was saying that he is, you know, like a lot of these the artists that were big 10 years ago just disappeared. Mm. Wise was doing shit 10 years ago and he's still about, you know what I mean? And he's still he's doing still that. And he's had a kid in that time and he's, you know, He's really like stepped up, you know what I mean? He's a fucking good dad as well. And that for me, for him, I was like, fuck man, you know, if he asked me to do anything, I would do it. You know? mm-hmm. And you know, it's the same with all the other cats and stuff like that as well. Emma V, another person who like, I can't speak highly enough about is like someone who literally like vouches for anyone, puts anyone on if she like respects her music and stuff like that as well. She never, I never hear a bad word come from her, you know? Just like not, not that, you know, I, I'm not holding up on some pedestal saying that people can't get mad and stuff sometimes. I just mean as in like, she is so overwhelmingly kind that like, you know, it's just like, I, that's, again, like she's never going to not succeed. She's one of the most talented people I've ever met. And she's like, she's getting the recognition now and it's mad. I mean, that's why I almost feel guilty asking her like to do this label stuff. You want to do it? Cause I'm like dude, I feel like it's not worthy, you know what I mean? Like, in a way, yeah. but I hope it will be someday. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, if it is, that's, that's how it is. Like, you do feel that, like, you know, and it's never going to be a level playing field. Some people are accelerating faster than others and stuff like that as well, but she's just got such raw talent that, like, same with Uri, you know, same with everyone, but it's like, you know, in a way, some people are just a bit more extrovert than others, and I don't want to leave anyone behind like that either, mm-hmm. you know? And I do want to have the days that every single person kind of being on you know including yourself it'd be nice to have everyone on crowdsource that's been a part of it from the start i'm totally ready for that (laughs) that's what i'm saying is like once we get it to that stage it's like i really need to stick in with it but i'm hoping that when this stuff dies down we can get back to it because you know i wanted to do it over zoom and stuff like that yeah yeah. i just like part of me was a i got furloughed so you know i was like right this should be a real time that i put my head down and work on my own channel my own projects you know and crowdsource can always be there like, you know, and, and if there's going to be a lockdown and parties aren't going to be able to be, uh, you know, if parties aren't going to be a, a, a substantial way of like supporting a business for that long as well, it's like, cool, maybe we can do some other ideas and maybe crowdsource and stuff like that can be a bit more relevant. We've been throwing Zoom parties with my friend and it's working. Yeah, it's no, it's cool. Like the stuff, you remember I was saying, I was saying before, it was like, the, the stuff, you know, I was saying you were doing ciphers on Zoom and stuff like that. It's like I did want to do like a crowdsource light like that as well, but it's like maybe I'll do it when I get back to work if it's not possible to get people over and stuff. But I just I love the style of crowdsource so much that I feel it might undersell it to like have it as yeah. a Zoom thing because it will look like everything else. You get me? Yeah. Like get, yeah. there's so many other things that use Zoom. Needs must. I'm totally aware of that. But like, like the fact that it exists in a certain format and it's not going to go away anytime soon. I've seen other people try and do it as well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to Carmack because I love him, but he put something out and he was like, yo, I'm doing this crowdsource beat making thing. Maybe we can help me crowd. Two weeks after I'd asked him to be on crowdsource and I was like, oh. <laughs> I love him and I respect him so much, but at the same I time. Know I, like, I know Carmack. I know Carmack. I think he did it in good intention. 
I think he did it with good Of course, man, of course. Yeah. That's why I couldn't be mad, dude. It's just a word, you know what I mean? It's not like it's something super... If I'd given it a super... It just became called Crowdsource because that was a kind of working title. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like... It wasn't called Crowdsource because it was just kind of what we called it. And yeah. Then, and it became that... Originally, it was just called like Truth Hurts Studio Sessions or something lame like that. <laughs> like, fucking... I was actually going to ask you about that, but I think I got my answer for that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what Crowdsource was originally called. It was just like... And then, like, one day we were just like, oh, it's that crowdsource beat making show. So it was just crowdsource. It's lame. It's just a lame story. There's no <laughs> pizzazz to that story. It's dead. It's cool. You know I mean, it's just I, one of these I ones that went into place. That's why I'm like, that's why Ghost Producer is going to be different. Ghost Producer is going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be a real thing. It's going to have branding. It's going to have a little small ghost that's definitely ripped off of that LB <laughs> thing. Oh no, nah, they're God. like Club 2000. Uh, but basically, they. Um. Yeah, like all the plans that you've had with it. There's so much other. Stuff. I'm sure I'm forgetting loads of stuff. Like I want to do that Bothy bass thing as well. That's like yeah. unrelated to Truth Hurts, but like it's had the most like feedback out of anything I do. So in the last few days, it's got thirty thousand views. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, holy shit! I was like, I didn't realize people could like this, and like loads of Scottish folk that I have no clue who they are have added me up, and I'm like, I feel a bit more at home, and I'm like, damn man, it's cool. Like it's nice having an audience from my home country you know what i mean from the whole weird right town and shit no it's good i'm just like right cool so they're all asking like oh when's it coming out and all that i'm like dude i've not even fucking started people have like <laughs> about 20 folk have submitted to it already like mm-hmm. with like scottish flavored dance music <laughs> and i was just like we just want to do it for a laugh you know what i mean i'm not gonna take it seriously man like yeah that's what, that was scottish, funny. <laughs> there's one thing our scottish are good at man it's like taking a piss out of ourselves and like, not taking <laughs> shit too seriously so you know there's yeah, that yeah. that's why i like I'm like, fuck it, you know what I mean? It's, it's cool. It's fun seeing that. It's fun being able to mix in with a lot of the other music that we listen to, a lot more global shit. So I was like, right, my, my best friend and I are doing that for a laugh. And uh, yeah, but I wanna, that's the sort of stuff I want to put on my channel. I'm going to do it with one of my friends, like online festival things. I was like, fuck it, let's just premiere it there and then I'll just put it on my channel afterwards. Yeah, man. And yeah, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I want to make the, the, the T-shirts, like I was saying, out of my granny's old logo or everything yeah. like that. So many side projects I've got to go. I'll make some crowdsource merch as well while I'm at it. It's just a shame yeah. that I can only do black and white right now. So that'd be awesome. Or like I can only do single color, I should say. You know, if you do one, please do. Oh, of course, I'm sending you. Send me my yeah, yeah. like the number one crowdsource. Yeah, of course, yeah. dude. That'd be awesome. I'll send you that there, man. It's like if if we were if we were anybody with it, I would get all those guys to sign it as well. But like you know, I mean, that's probably going to devalue the product rather than put value on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thing, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. like I say, you know, I don't, I'm not going to take anything for granted after all what I said about it. I do not trust the music industry whatsoever. But that's why I do not want to operate within it. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Doing this label is like we were like, oh, you know, so what are we going to do for like you know, people always like, oh, well, how are you going to make money out of this, this, and that? I was like, dude, I'm just going to fucking spunk money into it. I'm just going to, yeah. you know. I'm just going to hemorrhage money to do it because, like, that's what I do. That's what I enjoy with it. And it's, like, cool. Okay. If, if it does turn over money eventually, that's cool. I want to make sure, like, I don't really give a shit if I get any of it back. I just want to... Yeah, but that's not it. the goal. The goal is no, to, no, not at all. Pro- to promote your friends and get them on a better, better just place. Just so that we can travel, travel the world together, dude. Yeah. Like, one of the stuff's yeah. over and stuff. It's, like, I want to go tour with them guys and do shows and stuff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, I'd love that because it's fucking good fun hanging out together. And I, they see what I get up to with Boiler Room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they get, they see like, you know, the shows that I go and do and direct and stuff globally. 
And I'm always like, they're always like, you know, folk were saying to me like, oh, you know, you live in that life, blah, blah, blah. It's hard work. So it's like, you know, there's a lot yeah. of stress that comes with it. It's not like, you know, the gram lies. The gram lies to you. You know, and they, they don't see how it's like that. You know, a lot of people say that. And I'm like, when they mention it, they're like, oh, geez, you know, you've been here and there. And I'm like, dude, we're going to be doing that someday. You, you know, I you want you guys to come it. with me. I want to get, be getting us getting booked to do that. So, you know, it's nice having a tech rider. But I want the fucking champagne rider, you know what I'm saying? I want the... the, the let's the, go! Let's fucking go spray it into the crowd. Fucking yeah. big EDM drop confetti kind of blow up again. Nah, I'm kidding. I just... What? It's like, yeah. you know, if we were doing our own boiler rooms, I never, you know, obviously I could be snide and like there's been times that I have actually been partway through and putting boiler room shows together. Uh, you know, like I have like line up side what to do and stuff like that because there was a time when that was a lot more open to like a lot of the staff to like put their shit together but I just really didn't have something that was like certifiably like I said that I you know helped build that I really wanted to champion like that now I do and I wish that I'd had it sooner but you know there's no use in wishful thinking like there's no regrets you know what I'm saying yeah. like, I'm just happy that it's all going now and that you see you know you see this artwork and yeah. the other like shit it's gonna be coming out the quality of it is like i'm so happy with the Dude, tunes and i believe I'm in excited. it oh you know what the first tune that's gonna come out in it you probably know this but the first tune that wise every tune is only a two track so okay. that if we ever decide to put them on vinyl or whatever it's just it is already ready to go you know as like a a side b side or whatever we just figured like quality over quantity we just want to make sure that they're actually bangers that we like to play yeah and then you know and that's it rather than putting out massive eps of like filler yeah eps and lps and stuff so basically the first ever track that's going to come out on side A of the of Wise's release is going to be the crowdsource theme, the full crowdsource theme that no one's ever oh, heard of. Oh, it's sick. Yeah, it's not it's not like it's it's he'd consider it basic by his standards, but it's just such a legendary intro. Yeah, it's an anthem. You know, people always ask and I want to go back on every single comment on YouTube and give them a link. Be like, it's out. You know, not that they care now, probably they're like, who the fuck is it? What is this? Worst, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? But it's like just to say I did it, just to say like yeah. I finally made it happen, and that, like you know it's out there, and why it's got it out? Because you That's know awesome. he, he jokingly he'd be like, I'll never release it, and then I was like, why don't we just release it for this? Like, okay, yeah. So he doesn't feel bad because it's on your label, not his own thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't, you know, it's all that. it's all of our late. Like I, I would even want to. I'm almost hesitant to even say anything would be mine. Like my friend and I put the money into it to make it. But dude, mm. these are just my friends, you know what I mean? These are just people that like I've enjoyed the past few years building something with. So it's yeah. like, why not build something new that isn't beholden to Boiler Room, you know what I mean? Because I have to work around Boiler Room's internal mechanisms to make crowdsource happen. Mm. This stuff I don't have to. This stuff I can be like, right, cool, tomorrow we're going to do this fucking live stream. We're going to shoot this music video or whatever. It's just like, just do it. You have control over it. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Creative control. Yes, it's everything. Power, the <laughs> power to create anything we want to. Yeah. But dude, yeah, no, it's cool. That's how I like it. Yeah. That is, that's Wait, what's crazy. the time, man? How long have we been chatting for? Fucking hell. We chatted for a minute, dude. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, it's been like, what? What's the time? For here, it's like one twenty-eight, and it was we were talking at 11. Oh, so we've been like two hours and shit. That, that's like the normal amount you chat, isn't it? Yeah, you, the normal thing. But maybe we can... We can, we can, uh, I think we talked to everything we wanted to talk about, but maybe we, yeah, can man, I think that's most of the stuff I'd want to cover. Everything else is top yeah. secret and I might go to jail for, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, don't want to get you in trouble. 
yeah that's all right you know i say it's like that's everything above board but yeah it's cool man like i'm I'm super excited about it and it was nice to be able to tell you about it of all people you know what i mean considering that like i don't know man like i've been doing interviews recently with a few different like things and the, the biggest one of which was uh, paper magazine mm-hmm. uh you know about the 360 stuff and starting truth hurts and all that as well but it's like all good because it's like with you i can just chat shit you know yeah with them i'll try to be like try to be a cool guy yeah you (laughs) know like you don't have to you know you know it's like you think with me i would be the best and we are going to be the greatest (laughs) of all time yeah man (laughs) i didn't say that i did i know i was gassed i was like these are the best producers of all time time. (laughs) yeah Hey, man. So, you know, I like, and I'm not wanted, lying about that, dude. Yeah, I just wanted you to be comfortable, man, because that's, like I said before, before we hopped on, like, you know, be you. Do what you got to do, you know. Promote your homies. And, you know, the end of the podcast, of course, man. We, we plug everybody. So this is your time. I was gonna, I'm always going to plug those dickheads. I love them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm going to plug yeah. somebody. This is I can't time. wait until I can hang out with them again. That's why I was saying to Sean. Uh, a few days ago Wait, I was talking about a few days ago last night um, <laughs> time has lost all meaning out here um, The yeah with him I was just saying dude I was like you know everything we're going to do I'm going to make sure everything we got in mind I'm going to make sure I've got the 360 stuff ready to go that when the next time we meet up we're literally just going to get bang straight into it because we don't <laughs> talk about all work you know what I mean it's all we're, all we want to do together is make beats we literally get up like the, the minute more night shows up the office he's got his laptop out and he's making a tune and he's like where's the krk where's the nearest fucking sound card let's go wow. so it's like and it's always like that and then it always devolves into like you know we'll be there at like 4 a.m everyone's just sitting smoked out like, <laughs> like everyone's on like the last time that we all met up we all used uh, ableton link That's awesome. use ableton, but we all used ableton link we were all just sitting like making a beat simultaneously together you know for the first time and it was weird, you know, so it's like, even us hanging out making tunes, that's the first way that the 360 thing ever became a thing. Oh, you know, wow. that 360 thing, I got the idea yeah. of it because we, we, we went into the boiler room office and in the boiler room office, there's a pool table, piece of shit that's been like, Steve Davis, the pool, the snooker player has played on it, the famous UK, uh, British snooker player. Wow. He, that's his claim to fame, this pool table. Other than that, it's maybe somebody shagged on it or something like that. Maybe someone have gotten fucked on it. I don't know what's been going on. You know, people have just rolled zoots on it to the point that it's like, it's a fucking mess. And it's like got ripped fabric and everything as well. But but it's green. So I was mucking about with the 360 thing while we were making tunes and it's digi. Sean is fucking singing. Sean showed up so drunk that he's like, Sean runs Stay Cool, which is a, a, a label and like just collective and stuff that he's had going since the days of like when Radar Radio was a thing here in 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 the UK and mm-hmm. and like I say he's a he's a Don and he basically like he showed up because he's always about you know what I mean he's always in town and he's always like he, every like show and everything like that he's just that he's a man about town mm-hmm. and he and he was he'd been somewhere or whatever and he was just like you know probably like he's in his private jet like you know like launched out and parachuted down drunk as fuck <laughs> and um and he you know, basically like got on the mic and the whole night he's just like just hosting and just singing nonsense and stuff and it was it's fun, it's good fun. Mm-hmm. And he's uh he's calling himself Brazilian lager instead of Egyptian lover. And um <laughs> and he's like 
he basically it was digi making tunes and uh more nights there as well i think yeah so it's 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 adam digi and him and and me just fucking around as well i'm just like doing all the tech shit and sorting everything out but we got the pool table there so they're sitting on top of the pool table where you can like look around it and like see what everyone's doing everyone's got the laptops out and the the midi controllers out and stuff and we're sitting there but the the pool table itself is just a void to the nothingness yeah it's just like you know you can just see like planets and stuff just like down underneath it so it's like a, a weird i should have made an aquarium and stuff as well but i was literally just dicking about it, so i just like put on whatever yeah. underneath it you know what i mean like different uh stuff that i had and then i basically ended up uh inverting that whole concept so instead of just having that area as the green screen i was like right i'll do you know the whole area should be the green screen and we should do it in a completely virtual world. So it was after the uh, off the end of that, I was like, "Let's do it, man! That's awesome! Let's do it!" Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's just from experimenting late night with those guys that a lot of the ideas come. So it was just like, yeah, you know, it was just being an absolute baked haze, and then the answer will come. Like I've seen answers to the universe. <laughs> I feel you on that. Everything, I all dimensions dimensions and saw all the consciousness and then i'm just like all of a sudden like yo you froze in the funniest yeah, position right there i know it's like, i got a screenshot oh i can't you just froze like I like froze just that's funny man i might actually have to go for my dinner in a minute you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, got, i was gonna i was gonna wrap it up and then talk to you right after when we're done we'll give you some you know you can give me some feedback sure. but if you want to plug anybody this is the time bro dude i think i've plugged everyone so fucking hard that i you know i've got chat lips and <laughs> basically yeah of course i just want to say happy birthday Digi, Parkinson, White, uh, Rom Defoe, Sammy G, Uri, Oshi. Yeah, everyone, man. Everyone, man. I love everybody. Yeah. And Floyd. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Flowback. All yeah, right. Floyd TV for, for yeah, she's keeping me sane, man. All right. For sure, man. Dude, Sick, thank you man. for your You're time. Legend, man. Thank you. And shout out you, bro. You're doing, doing the most, you know. You're always thank you. Beat and shit as well. I've got to say, man, one thing I forgot, you know, a, a personal anecdote, and, you know, I don't want to, I just want to end the show on this and stuff and say this stuff as well. I remember mm-hmm. another guy at Shire is uh, Ahad. Ahad's one of my, my best friends, and Ahad basically, uh, uh, his name's Ahad Adream, if you ever see him as a producer out there. And he, he basically was doing the social stuff for Crowdsource one night. I, like, gave him some cash to come and help me out, and, like, because it's hard to keep on top of everything. So he was doing all the social stuff that night, you know, the 10th one that we did with uh, Wise and all those guys yeah. came through and everything like that. And it was, uh, it was shortly after the news about your mom. Mm. And when, when he read that, he put, and you know, when it was mentioned by Wise and then all the stuff going up, man, he was teared up. Aww. He turned around to me and he was like, dude, he was feeling it, but he was like, look that he was like, dude, you're the community for this thing. He was like, dude, this is so nice. He's like, this is beyond boiler beyond anything. He was like, this is, I'm teared up talking about him, man. He was like, yeah, he basically was like, he just looked at me and he was like, dude, this is one of the nicest things I've ever experienced. He was like, 
yeah. you know, everyone shouting you out, you know what I mean? And, and giving them your uh, condolences for you and stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, dude, that's, that's cool, man. Like, yeah. You know, I started crying, bro. I was like, oh my yeah, God. Dude, I, I honestly, like, I was like, you know what? And then it, what, what I said was true and everything like that as well. I was like, dude, we, we haven't even met you in person. We're like, we've got your back, man. Yeah, you know, whatever, you know what I mean. That's why when you asked me to come talk to you, I was like, "Fuck it, bro! I'll be just name the time, man." I was just like, "I'll do it." Like, I got <laughs> nothing, nothing more good in my life is more. Yeah, fuck it, of course, man. Yeah, you know dude, I mean, man, your your positivity holds all this shit together, man. So I'll be proud of that. Thank yeah, you man. so don't, much. Don't ever change. Don't ever let the music industry turn you into a sour piece of shit. Don't <laughs> become a husk like me, like your old dad. Dude, just, Man, dude, I feel you on that. Like, oh man, look Thank back, you. and then when they look at reversed air effects, effect too, you know what I mean? And a C reject them. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, but I'm still gonna yeah, be the same, like, man. Still gonna be the same. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, of course. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you do come to the UK and we come to LA, you know, what I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be. A I'm dropping time, everything. Man. I'm dropping everything. Like, I'm gonna be there yeah man. Shit. i'm dropping my load man with the excitement <laughs> as we drop speaking of which loads. actually i probably do need to go for a big shine yeah. after this we'll yeah be here for a while yeah. we're gonna end it here good. on the positive note but i'm going to talk to you like right after i end it okay so later you guys and Sorry, man i'm gonna go have some dinner and then i'll give you a shout after <laughs>